Java, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Sons and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast about Star Wars and more, where we discuss and celebrate the movie, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the galaxy far, far away, and will occasionally journey to other galaxies. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Disgraced Jedi and Force Mystic Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with former Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild member turned droids rights activist, Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And the smuggler with a not-so-secret heart of gold, Captain Matt Romano. Greetings! Okay, we all know why we're here, what we're doing this week. I should have said, greetings. Greetings. (laughs) Greetings. I'm just going to (laughs) say, the Bryfrost device doesn't like to be touched. I'm just going to say this. It didn't like that I said that. It doesn't like to be touched. Don't look at it. Don't breathe at it. One does not simply create a Bifrost key, okay? So when, Matt, you touched it last week, there were reverberations, you could say. It was like a signal went out and okay. mother boxes came alive or Whoa, whatever. So speaking my language. I understand let's just say, that reference. Yeah. So that's what, I, that's what I'm talking about. So <laughs> this show might be a little crazy. I'm just saying things might be a little weird. And okay. we're not going to know. Caitlin or I or you might not know what's different and what's not. So yeah. Am I, am I the only one that is uh, adverse to this? You know, you're the one that, that You're the one that, that caused the damage. So possibly. I'm By not touching. Sure. Your bot Bryfrost. Yes, and that's not even a euphemism. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's literally what you did. And w- so when I say some things like, yeah. yeah, don't touch the Bryfrost, don't go in the Northern Wing, it's for the good of okay. everybody. I okay. Right. Now, well, <laughs> of something I'm very thankful for. Mm-hmm. Continue yeah. to forget about it. There's nothing happening in there. Okay. <laughs> Certainly, sure. Sure. nothing sure happening in the Northern Wing. Hmm. In any case, we are obviously going to take a Bryfrost trip, the likes of which I, I did not even fathom when, when I created the mechanism. <laughs> I, I really didn't. But We're, I mean, you but, had to, you know, imagine it because you can go anywhere. We could go. You, you created we'd floated the ability. The, we'd floated the possibility. Yes. I, I did not think that we'd actually do it. Well, and, you know, <laughs> slow week. Slow week. <laughs> Was it? (laughs) Okay, well, we are recording on Thursday, March 25th, 2021. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Look at that. Oh, on a roll. And as we promised, we are going to summon the Bryfrost and travel to the DCEU to discuss, wait for it, wait for it, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So begins the end for Dark Side. Talk about something that people have waited for. Before that, however, it's time for some news on the march. News on the march! Now, Caitlin, usually I'd throw to you here, but aside from a couple of uh, little, little, uh, not little, but tidbits tidbits that we're going to cover later in 
galactic points of interest. There's nothing really huge here this week. No, is there? it's been it's been quiet. Uh, Disney's been keeping to their Marvel universe a lot this week with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think so. They're waiting for stuff to they're they're mm-hmm. simmering. They're letting that Star Wars stew just simmer, and you yeah. gotta let us. That's the thing about yeah. stews, guys, is you really gotta let them simmer. The more you let a stew simmer, the more flavor's gonna get in there. Baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> Which is a wonderful <laughs> and unfortunate segue to something I want to bring up. It's really, it's not Star Wars news at all, even though there is a very slight connection. We learned today that the incredible, the incomparable, the genius. Jessica Walter died at the age of 80. Um, she has had a career that w- that is mind-boggling to contemplate. She has been in so many things over the years, both comedy, dramas, and things that skirt the line. Lately, audiences would probably recognize her best from, um, she's uh, on Archer. She's Mallory Archer on Archer and kind of steals that show, which is, no small feat. You and your erection. And why are there donuts everywhere? I asked for cucumber slices. Which one of you idiots sent up zucchini? And she plays the great Lucille Bluth on my all-time favorite show, Arrested Development. Hence, get a stew going alongside Carl Weathers as Grief <laughs> Cargo, who pops up here and there. Now, that is not the connection. But aside from just my love for Jessica Walter, and she she's somebody who was just in so many things and was always great. And everyone said she was such a class act. She was just cool to be around and did not buy into her own hype. And I actually got to tell her this once on a subway because (laughs) she was sitting, sitting a couple seats down and I started crying because (laughs) her work means a lot to me. Yeah. I'm start tearing up. I'm like, Oh my God, it's Jessica Walter. Nobody else realizes. (laughs) And so I'm like, I have to say something. And you, you guys have been in situations like that. You don't want, to bother anybody. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. But when their work has me- means as much to you as hers does to me, I I feel like I just have to just say I mean, do I have to say something? No. But do I? Yeah, I'm just compelled. It, it's there's a level of which okay, above this level we're going to say something. So, I'm supposed to get off at Union <laughs> Square. It pulls into 49th Street and the doors open. I go right up to her and she's giving me the side eye like, "What is this guy about?" And I just said, I'm really sorry to bother you. I love your work. Thank you so much. And she just said, thank you. And I turned and ran out the door. Out the door. <laughs> I just ran. You're a so, stop, but you're like ran. several stops away from where you need to be. Yeah, I looked her right. Yeah, and I, and I walked the rest of the way to Union Square because I'm like, she could see I was like tearing. It's like, what is this guy's deal? I didn't want to bother yeah. her. But she was really, yeah, she just nodded weird. her. She's like, thank you. I appreciate that. And I was like, and then probably like, why did he just run away? But I'm like, I just don't want to bother you. In any case, what does Jessica Walter have to do with Star Wars? Well, she launched a meme that is used a lot and was being posted by a lot of Star Wars people today. In Arrested Development, she has a moment where she gives some money to the adopted son she's trying to use to make Buster (laughs) (laughs) Jones. And she gives him some money, and the line is this. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars. Iconic. Go Uh, see a Star Wars. Go see a Star Wars. Um, so for the life of <laughs> Jessica Walter, rest in peace. One with the force. You will be missed so very much. And your work just means so much to so many people. And just, oh, what a genius. What a genius and a class act and just a class <laughs> act. Yeah. So anyway, 
That's all for news on the march. With that, it's time to travel. I don't know how we transition from that into what we're going to transition. There's to no now. good way. Like, it's, we just got to. Sli- yeah, it's slightly better. And yeah. now comics. Um, it's although it's kind of that. <laughs> With that, we'll get ready to summon the Bryfrost and travel into the DCEU to discuss Zack Snyder's creative vision. Now, as always, with the Bryfrost, it will keep us connected to Starbinger Base and all of our tricks and devices here, including the Canon Canon, which we probably won't use for this trip. Whether or not this film experience is Canon or not is something of a debate right now and an open question for executives and rooms and whatever else. But so, so we pre, you probably won't be hearing the Canon Canon. But <laughs> if we have hot takes along the way, we'll sound the hot take alarm. On your heads be it. And if anything really blew our minds, we'll let loose with a seismic mind charge. Now, this version of the movie has recently been released. And even though it's a previously unseen version of a movie that has been out for years since 2017, it's really, uh, I mean, come on. It's an entirely new experience. It's, it's not even funny how different a movie it is. So it, even if you've seen the one for the thing from 2017 and then, but you haven't watched this yet, there's a lot to spoil here and we don't want to spoil a single minute of these four hours for any of you. So with that, we'll sound the spoiler klaxon. That's right. Did you know, Caitlin, that I was in the running to play Alfred, but they said I was too talented. So it went to my best friend, Jeremy Irons, except that's not true. And I don't know Jeremy Irons, but I imagine he's a good guy. He's a good Alfred. Mr. Wayne. Faith, Alfred. Faith, Mr. Wayne. In your dreams, Alfred, here's how you make tea, Gal Gadot. And what is that, Caitlin and Bush? There's a clear order in which you should watch Zack Snyder's Justice League and then listen to this podcast. Okay, here we go again. Everybody ready? Okay. We just stand in the stand in a circle. Right, here we go. Don't Let's have do it. to be ah, in a particular let's... spot. Last, dispense last with the Microsoft <laughs> machine. Is... And Matt, as we promised, Wait. once once we get there, you're in charge. So <laughs> okay. it's, it's it's all you. I can't right. believe I just I can't believe I just oh, said I'm that. All right. Okay, okay, then okay. once again, that's and you, Matt, you too. Let's go yep. to a nice releve. Yes. Let's make sure this is this oh, one's wait, wait, gonna. Yeah. I'm doing the the, the the yoga, the yoga. Yeah, fa- fa- yep. fans, uh, yep. Fasten your seatbelts. It's gonna be a bumpy Bryfrost. Um, and again, you, Matt, you said Smallville. If we end, if we end up, and if I end up in Arkham Asylum, I will be very upset. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, no. We're aiming right for Smallville. Like okay, nice, beautiful well, Kansas City, Kansas State. <laughs> Not in the same place. Okay. Kansas State. <laughs> no, you're, yeah, you're, no. Caitlin's on the line and you're saying got stuff it. like that. Yeah, no, gotta, got it. Yeah, yeah don't worry. No, okay. Got it. We're going to land. Okay. Yep, we're going to land right in the right spot. I know where you live, Matthew. Coordinates are set. Lightsaber ready. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Oh, that. How is that somehow worse than last time? It is actually a little uh, better for me this time, but there's really? like a weird yeah. taste in the back of my mouth. Oh, man. Yeah, I, f- I feel good. Oh, God. Oh, but wait you did this on purpose. I don't know how, but it, it's it's a little dark, oh. rainy, and horrible here. Oh, my, so, oh my, oh my God. Are we in Gotham? Oh, my goodness. We better not be in, oh. You better not have put us in Gotham. Oh no! Oh no! I, I I think we're in Gotham. Look at all the Art Deco. It is beautiful here. The bridges, 
Do you Art see deck, all this? Wow. Art deck, oh, okay. I don't see any neon, so I don't think we're in Joel Schumacher's. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're in Art Deco, Tim Burton, Gotham. Yes. Tim Burton, Tim Burton. Yeah. I feel very yeah. unsafe yeah. here. Yeah, this one's the not safe. I feel one. very yeah. unsafe here. I'm yeah. just yeah. saying. It's gonna get mugged <laughs> yeah. for no reason. Yeah. We should just duck into this little corner here and okay. uh, let's do this right That's, here. Yeah. We're, we're gonna do it in an alley. <laughs> yeah, in an alley. Yeah. Uh, nothing bad has ever happened in an alley in, in the DC. Batman universe. Yeah. <laughs> To quote a friend, one a friend of ours, if I have to see those pearls hit the ground one more, one more time. time, oh no! Well, uh, and I'll tuck these pearls into my shirt that I'm wearing here. I won't, oh won't show God. you guys. Yeah, I should have worn my pearls. But anyway, uh, welcome to the Zack Snyder Justice League main discussion. Oh my God! Oh, what's in a lifetime discussion here happening? Can you believe that we're talking about this, guys? No, never in a million. No. I also never thought that this movie would see the light of day. First it's, of all. it's an amazing, incredible story. Yeah. Um, the the entire saga of how it came to be is wild. And, like, four years long, too. And we're going to get into that. But first, I think it would be good, uh, as we did for the WandaVision episode, let's level set on yeah. uh, where we are in terms of DC fandom. Like, what's our favorite things? You know, uh, are we big fans? Favorite characters? TV shows? Movies? Comics? Go. Caitlin Bush. Caitlin Manhunter. Martian Manhunter Bush. Ah, there we go. Thank you. Uh, so I was never big into DC Comics in any way. That was that was not my thing. I was a Marvel kid, um, but I did grow up watching like the Teen Titans show on Cartoon Network. That mm-hmm. was my jam. That was kind of my first introduction, other than maybe watching some of like the the original Batman and Superman movies. Watched a little bit of um, the uh, old Batman show from back in the day that was like kooky and crazy and absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. uh, with Adam West and uh, most of my experience with DC was uh, movies was television especially animated stuff and also I was just always I really loved just DC lore I loved mm-hmm. the characters that they were that they were playing with I think it's really fascinating um, and a lot of my experience has to do with being on on Tumblr and online and kind of following kind of these these narratives that people have built around these characters that have been around for so long. Mm-hmm. I would argue that the the fandom of DC was always in my experience more invested in the comics than Marvel people were for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um and the way that that's translated into the films now is very interesting to me. Brian, same question. I, I think we talked about this when we talked about Marvel. I grew up with Batman, not mm-hmm. any of the other DC characters, but I grew up with Batman. And that when the 89 Batman came out, that was a big deal. That yeah. was a big deal. And they were taking Batman seriously. And so I was always into Batman. And mm-hmm. I loved the Batman, but never the comics. I liked the Batman movie. I loved the Batman, the animated series. Mm-hmm. And then the Justice League series when that came out. And then there was a period after the first four Bat movies that I was like, okay, we're, we're done with that now. We're, it's over. And then mm-hmm. comic book movies had this huge resurgence with uh, Blade, X-Men, Spider-Man and everything mm-hmm. else. And Batman mm-hmm. said, it's coming back. It's going to be with Christopher Nolan. It's going to be Batman Begins. And I said, I don't think I care about this. 
I said, I don't, you know, I know how, what do I need, want, need to know how it begins? I don't care about this. It's already done. Well, uh, you talk about pearls falling in an alley. Well, yeah. That's and then I'm like, all right, <laughs> all right, fine. I'll go, I'll go and see it. I'll go I'll and see, see this. But you think you know everything you know about Batman. And then I went to, and, and I, and this is having read no Batman comics at all. So of course mm-hmm. I was a ludicrous. And I went to see that movie and I was knocked flat by that movie. That movie was. Yep. In a lot of ways, it's it, in some ways it's it's my favorite um, because it just showed me it's like you know nothing. It's like you've been following mm-hmm. this character forever, and yeah, I knew I, I knew kind of Batman, but I didn't mm-hmm. know Bruce Wayne. At least I didn't mm-hmm. root for Bruce Wayne. Like when I used to play Batman as a kid, I wouldn't pretend that he was just Batman. <laughs> there was no alter ego. <laughs> he was just a nobody. Who? Why did he choose yeah. bats? Who? I never figured that one out. So that movie made me understand, but not just understand, but care about Bruce Wayne. It made me root for Bruce Wayne in a way I never had before. It made me love Alfred in a way I never had before. Made me love Mm -hmm. Jim Gordon in a way. And I came out of that and I just wanted more. And someone's like, well, you know, they're based on comics. I said, yeah, yeah, I know. And, and so, but I, I really <laughs> I heard about these Batman yeah. comic books. Yeah. I I wanted more. And so I went and of course, all of the standby, comics that th- these weren't new but these were comics that that they leaned on for that for that movie and for the 89 batman too but you know yeah. dark knight returns and batman year one and those and, and the long halloween and i just went on yeah. the spree and i bought all of them and i just downed yep. all of these batman comics and then i also bridged branched out i'm like well, what else do they have and it was all dc stuff it was watchmen and um and I, I, and then I, I got into some Alan Moore stuff, and that was where I f- read my first Superman comic, which was for the man who has everything, mm-hmm. and that really got me interested in Superman. And so, the door kind of opened from there. It was, it was I couldn't stop with the DC comics, and yeah. I just wanted all of them. And it was, it wasn't until much later that I read the Marvel comics that I got. I was yeah. much more into DC, and like Caitlin said, the lore and mythology of DC just had me. It really, yeah. really had me. It was fascinating to me then, and it's fascinating to me now. Who'd have thunk it that like we all have, uh, I think, similar uh, backstories in terms of that. Like I, I'm, I'm yeah. a huge DC fan, always have been. It was always DC first for me when I was a kid. Just like you, Brian, read all the DC comic books. It wasn't. It was years before I started reading Marvel comic books because mm. for Marvel. It was like all about the animation for me. We talked about this in WandaVision, X-Men and and the Spider-Man Fox series. That stuff is all great. For uh, DC, it was really the death of Superman, which I also spoke about WandaVision, I think. Right. But like yeah. that was just an explosive comic book moment in the 90s. You know, blew the doors off uh, the industry. Uh, unprecedented at the time, even though, you know, we kill superheroes every day. You know, now these days and they come back to life and they die and they come back to life. Um, But that was really like my gateway into the DC universe. And then, you know, because of the death of Superman in the 90s, like you got Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. Right. Oh, I was super into that show. Super into that show. Loved that show. Um, And then, uh, of course, um, you know, Batman, the animated series, loved that show. And like that show did everything for me in terms of Batman like that uh, in terms of getting all immersed in like the Batman world learned more about it about Batman in the animated series than I did I am vengeance I am the knight I am Batman that show was incredible 
That show is full incredible. stop. Incredible. Absolutely like, incredible. Yeah. And then the spinoffs like uh, Superman, the animated series and Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Like mm. DC mm. animation mm. has always been light years ahead of everybody. And, and Caitlin, yeah. you mentioned uh, Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go, which is so a which hilarious is show. So Delightful has no show. right to be as good as it is. <laughs> yeah. My heart just laced up its dancing shoes, baby. I can't believe Caitlin hasn't mentioned what I know is her favorite. Young Justice. Yeah. Uh, and Young See, Justice. Caitlin loves yeah. Young I Justice. If we're, ta- if we're talking Justice. animation, well, not even animation. If we're talking like right now, DC, yeah. we were talking last night. I love, I mentioned this before too. I love Doom Patrol because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. so weird. I, I came to love anything Grant Morrison writes for DC yeah. or Marvel. They just yeah. have this weird mentality that I just sync with. So I, yeah. anything they right i'm into and a lot of doom patrol borrows from their run but also the harley quinn series matt i know you and i have talked about that before that is so bloody funny after everything i did for them you could blow them up not really my thing i could blow them up and you know what i'd love to hear you guys thoughts on this like i think one of the beauties of dc versus marvel because listen they're different they're allowed to be different and it's okay that those two properties are different they scratch different itches yeah, yeah, and 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 that's and that's what makes uh, being a fan of both so much fun because on the MCU side you have a very uh, straightforward and coherent narrative universe yeah. like everything affects each other, whatever. On DC, you get all these different flavors of stories and characters. Like there's there's the cyborg in Doom Patrol. There's the cyborg here in Snyder Cut. Like and there's the cyborg in in Teen Titans Go. There's the cyborg in the in the animated yep. movies universe. How many like, different cyborgs do we have? And it's so like you not know, enough. They, keep keep you know, them coming. Keep that's coming. leading in to the the true like multiverse of fandom. You know, yeah. and like I know now both Marvel and DC are striving towards you know that whole multiverse uh idea but i mean dc is light years ahead in terms of like the different offerings they have uh of particular you know i mean they got into the game early yeah um even outside of and you know everyone when they're talking about dc versus marvel most of the time if they're not talking about the the big two the comic book companies themselves they're talking about the movie for the live action movie franchises yeah um which at this point they're obviously really they're big superhero blah 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 making billions of dollars made by billions of people with billions of dollars but um it's like comparing apples and oranges at this yeah, point yeah. yeah it's it's like it's it's like comparing you know star wars and star trek i'm, I'm in one right? mood or i'm in they're the both other fruits yeah, yeah. space yeah, and they're both good for you some, they're both real yeah. good sometimes for i'm in a, a serious <laughs> marvel mode and that's what i want to do i want to watch marvel i want to read marvel and that's that sometimes it's the other way and and i want to it's like okay there's no new movie out well that's what arrowverse am i slow on you yeah. know or am i yeah. late yeah. now pretty much all of them except yeah. for legends well, of we didn't even get we didn't <laughs> even get into arrowverse i know yeah. and arrowverse and, and and i will i'll be the first to say that's my first like dc blind spot if that's the one area of dc universe that i have not been able to catch up with the first few uh, seasons of all of them stuff. i was really into them i mean i yeah. like yeah. arrow the flash supergirl like i was so into all of those for a while and then i eventually kind of petered out but yeah. they they were they did something very interesting in terms of crossovers with all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, creating they, they a do, universe in itself. The, the yeah. crisis uh, on Infinite Earth. What they did with mm-hmm. that, bringing in Bob Wool and <laughs> I mean, as and a fan of the Netflix ba- Lucifer. Batman, they, yeah, nev- and and also yeah. Ezra, Ezra oh, talking man. about the DCU, Ezra Miller for a second. So it's all yeah, it is kind yeah. of all tied together. I and, did watch that one. Yeah, even though I didn't watch, it's I did fun. watch. Well, that yeah, you had. I mean, yeah. you had to. Yeah. It's I, I'm behind on all of them except for Legends of Tomorrow, which is just yep. 
so wacky and so yeah. go for broke bonkers that I just I, I absolutely adore that one. Oh, and we, we have to. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Smallville. I, I love yeah. Smallville. Everybody yeah, stand yeah. back. Yep. Somebody, Somebody stand back. Oh. oh, my. Whoa, sorry. Good no good. Lord, oh. you just screamed right in the <laughs> microphone. I'm oh. like, oh, I'm back. Sorry. Come on. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just a huge fan. Huge fan. Well, yeah. yeah. And who, I mean, Clark Kent, he can't get in front of Lana Lang without dropping <laughs> his knees. I wonder if it's that necklace. Uh, yeah, what if oh it's the necklace? God. Or he was oh, the, he was the kryptonite good. monsters. He was, he was and, good uh, in, oh, um, in oh, that great. role. He was good. Yeah, he was. I mean, everybody was good. That show really developed into something too. Talk about like, I mean, it was like early Arrowverse. By the end of that show, they had yeah. every character imaginable on Smallville. It it literally, like, there's not a single yeah. like. Superman adjacent character. Yeah. That is they really all stop by Smallville yes. on their way to Metropolis, which in Kansas, uh, in Kansas, middle oh, of nowhere. Right. Kansas. They even sense. had Michael McKeon yeah. as a young Perry White down on his yes. luck reporter. Everybody, yeah, everybody came by. And I say yeah. middle of nowhere, Kansas, as a person from Missouri. So, yeah. like, I've been in middle of nowhere, Kansas. I know where this place is, and everyone's just there. Apparently, everyone's just there. <laughs> Well, anyway, so yeah, DC, we love it. So much DC to love and I <laughs> love it or hate it. Here's a piece of DC that exists. Um, and uh, I personally, uh, in the lead up to the Snyder Cut, uh, you know, I was excited about it as a thing. You know, I I, yeah. I'm, I think just like Star Wars, you know, I can find and appreciate things in all of Star Wars. You know, there's my favorite movies or my not my favorite movies. But at the end of the day, it's all Star Wars and I love it. And there's moments that I could I could I could pick out of it and, and really enjoy. Sometimes it takes sometimes it takes you a, l- a little while to find them. It takes really, oh yeah, and and I'll ebb and flow. I mean, I, one one day I like this, one day I like that. But you know, hey, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's we're that's all freedom. imperfect creatures. We're all imperfect <laughs> well, speak, creatures. Speak for yourself. Anyway, Zack Snyder's Justice League, a.k.a. the Snyder Cut, streaming now on HBO Max. Zack Snyder's Justice League arrives four years after the original theatrical release of Justice League in 2017. Although that version of the film is officially credited to Snyder, it is far from what he originally envisioned for the film. It's it's not even funny how far it is. So what happened? Well... Something really awful, sad, and tragic happened. Months into the production of Justice League, Snyder's daughter died by suicide, and Snyder left the production before he could finish the film. Just a really horrible and tragic situation. And you can't blame Zack Snyder. What are you going to do? He has to take care of his family. Um, So he left the production. So Warner Brothers, though, are still determined to finish the film and make its release date. So they call on the director of Marvel's Avengers, Joss Whedon to finish the movie. Whedon's work on the movie included two months of reshoots and significant changes to the script. According to a New York Times article, supposedly Whedon wrote up to 80 pages of new script, suggesting that the majority of the 2017 theatrical version is more his movie versus Snyder's. You can tell. Yeah, and it's very clear. The tone, the color, the humor, everything. Um, but regardless, Whedon is only credited as a screenwriter alongside the original screenwriter, Chris Terrio, which is, I found to be just very interesting, interesting, you know, contracts Um, are weird. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, how this, uh, meshed up Whedon Snyder version come out? Well, not great. It's panned by critics. 
and fans alike. General consensus on the film is that it's uneven. The two directors' distinct filmmaking styles clearly don't vibe well together. Uh, mm. Whedon injecting a lot of his trademark Marvel quip humor, but it all just falls flat and in retrospect, very uh, misogynistic and just flat out disrespectful of like Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. And Caitlin, we were talking about this last night. Yeah, I think every if you go back and watch the Justice League 2017, every single one of other than I think Superman, every single one of the other male characters has like a weird. Yeah. Disrespectful or like weirdly sexually charged moment with Wonder Woman, <laughs> which is I think he, there's that moment in which Flash falls on her boobs. There's <laughs> yep. the moment uh, where. Arthur sits on the lasso and starts babbling about how hot she is. Um, and then she gives a weird like massage to Bruce at one point in the Batcave. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's icky. It's out of all the things you can give Wonder Woman to do. And especially yeah. in light of what we sh- like, what, what she's doing in the Snyder cut. It's like, and especially why? in her own movies too. Yeah, exactly. Very like, out of character. To the, the whiplash of going from Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman, and then watching uh, Justice League 2017 is bonkers. Yeah. It is absolutely bonkers yeah. to watch that transition and just the, it's a completely different character. Yeah, totally. It's it's also fair to say that Whedon wasn't alone in making these changes either because Warner Brothers yeah. was very much pushing him uh, to lighten up the tone of the film, especially in the wake of Snyder's previous entry into the DCEU Batman versus Superman, which was also panned by critics. But yeah. that's uh, a whole other thing that we're, we won't get into in this episode. Um, but fact remains that the studio was very much involved in the direction Whedon took Justice League uh, in Snyder's absence. So now let's jump ahead. Justice League 2017, it's released. Everyone has their opinions about it. You know, some people don't like it. There are some people that like it. You know, there are things to enjoy, I guess. But uh, but but regardless, it's uh, it's debated. It's debated. It's highly debated. Uh, heavily. Heavily. Um, yeah. And so begins a chain of events so wild and crazy. I think it's fair to say we've never seen anything like this happen in film before, better or for worse, let alone entertainment in general. Rumors start spreading about footage cut out of the theatrical cut. Little by little, more and more is learned about Snyder's original story and what he intended for the film, uh, some of which leaked by Snyder himself. Um, yep. And boom, with that. Fans unite on social media and uh, the release the Snyder Cut movement is born. Yep. And fans rally behind this hashtag and are relentless in their effort to court Warner Brothers into releasing the movie. Um, in fact, I don't know how much we want to get into this, um, but we'd be also remiss if we didn't acknowledge the sometimes very toxic corners of this movement. Yeah. Um, so just like with Star Wars, there's an underbelly to the fandom that harassed and bullied critics of Zack Snyder online. Uh, yeah. In particular, female critics got it pretty bad. Um, and it's really, really unfortunate. And of course, we do not condone any of this absolutely whatsoever. Everyone is free to their own opinions and allowed to enjoy or not enjoy things. But when you're disrespectful and treat people badly over a superhero movie, that's just not cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we we had a lot of discussions about how we wanted to go about this. And we... Like we talk about Star Wars, as you said, Matt, like this is not the the healthiest fandom always in the world. But, you know, we enjoy things and we love it and we respect it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think loving and respecting something doesn't mean that it's above criticism right. when the narrative around it is toxic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, going into it, um, it's 
despite it being a movie, uh, it isn't actually just a movie due to the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. And it's not the movie's fault. It's not Zach or Deborah Snyder's fault, who is uh, both his wife and his producing partner. Um, it's not even the majority of fans' faults. Yeah. But as people who love Star Wars and DC and Marvel and just about every other big nerd franchise, we are not unfamiliar with the controversy that comes with fandom. Yeah. And um, as much love as there is, hate often rises up to meet it. Right. And there are so many facets to discuss. We're, like, as you said, we're not going to get into it because we could genuinely spend the entire four yeah. hours of this movie, like, just talking about this. But, yeah. you know, there were fan campaigns to get it made and released 99% of those people were really positive and just were either genuine Snyder fans or just who wanted to see what could have been that that idea of what if is very tantalizing like I I fully think it is Uh, I was very much in that camp and I personally like hated how the underbelly of of the movement like overshadowed like a fan like myself or Brian I know you're just a fan of Zack Snyder it's like there was there's no ill will here whatsoever. I just want to see a Justice League movie. Yeah, he's not yeah. I mean he's not one of my favorite directors, but I do love watching Zack Snyder movies. I mean Zack Snyder makes what he does is he makes Zack Snyder movies. He makes them better than anyone. And mm-hmm. there's no yeah. mistaking it. There's a style. And sometimes you're really in the mood for that style. And that's why I I enjoy I really I was like the one person when it came out. I remember I got in people threw rocks at me because I I really enjoyed Man of Steel. People love throwing rocks at I, you. I, yeah, they yeah. do. I, I really enjoyed Man of Steel. <laughs> that happens and a lot. I, I, and, and, and even though it has its faults, I love I love Man of Steel. Batman, Superman, I really enjoyed too. And I could see the yep. flaws there, but I'd rather something something have ambition, have ambition and yes. and go big. And mm-hmm. I could, I'd ra- rather watch that than something that just sits there and is just kind of fine and apologizes for itself. Yeah. And and yeah. clearly a lot of people agreed with you. I mean, I think there was the the 1%, the very, very loud 1% of people who um, who harassed others online, who disagreed with them, who were cruel and, and racist and sexist. And anyone yeah. who had a different opinion from them was kind of free range. And that sucks. And that was... That was uh, Zach and Deborah both spoke up and said, don't don't do this. This Mm -hmm. is not this isn't cool. This isn't going to help anyone. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just unnecessary. But, you know, uh, we're not going to get into the the nitty gritty of it. But I would suggest that anyone who is interested in this, if you don't know Mm -hmm. the full context, there's a lot of great explainers and reported pieces online uh, that's clocked the history and uh, the entirety of this movement, including like the time that a bunch of very determined and positive Snyder Cut fans uh, hired a plane to carry a banner over San Diego Comic-Con that said release the Snyder Cut. Yeah, yeah, right. Which exactly. is insane. absolutely insane. Insane. Yeah, insane. Absolutely insane. And sadly, um, more complicated unpleasantness has surrounded the film beyond all this. Um, yeah. There's also some serious allegations from cyborg actor Ray Fisher and how he was treated during production, which I, you know, we're not going to get into here, uh, but encourage all of you to seek out that news yourselves. Yeah. Legit sources, you know, first, you know, first tellings, quotes, legitimate. Yeah. All of that. Exactly. That's a whole other episode we can spend time on and uh, we won't, but, you know, like Kate says, we encourage you all to seek out that news for yourselves. Um, 
But anyway, enough of the bad stuff. Let's get back to how this magnificent four-hour spectacle got made in the first place. Uh, so before I mentioned a crazy chain of events led to this cut being released, let's go through a quick. Fans unite behind the release of the Cider Cut hashtag, and it becomes a movement. People really care about it. The pandemic. Not only can people not go to the movies out of public safety concerns, but studios start pushing back releases and shutting down productions. HBO Max uh, debuts. Warner Brothers is about to launch their new streaming network to compete with the likes of Netflix, Hulu, and Disney+, and they need content. So this is really the, the perfect storm. Here you have fans craving a specific type of content, which you have sitting on the yep. editing room floor, and... A director that wants to make a four-hour version of it, which happens to be the the perfect format uh, for, for a streaming service. For a thing that no yeah. one's going to go to a theater and watch a four-hour movie. <laughs> exactly. And a passionate fan base that will watch it over and over again from the comfort of their own homes. I'd, I'd watch this in the theater. If it releases in the theater, I'll go and watch it. I'll sit on, yeah. I'll sit on the aisle <laughs> for obvious why would, reasons. Why would, why would you sit on the aisle? So I can get to the bathroom. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay, if gotcha. some IMAX theaters you're in the you're in the center, it's like, oh, you know, you're gonna try to sit on the aisle. But yeah. I'd, I'd I'd definitely go if they release this on IMAX, I'd go and see it in the theater. So anyway, they call up Zack Snyder. They give him seventy million dollars, uh, and he's signed up to finally release seventy million dollars to to finish the movie. Not yes, I, he actually took no money uh, to finish it personally. He he um he did it on the, the same dime that he did the original movie. Yep. Um, but they gave him 70 million in production dollars to finish the film um, and to complete his vision. So just a crazy perfect storm. And like I was saying at the top, like a chain of events that probably wouldn't necessarily happen again. If anything, maybe this was a grand experiment that taught, you know, studios that they could resurrect content uh, if, pe- if enough people want it. Um, but I think just like the chain of events of the movement, uh, the pandemic, HBO Max kind of led to the, this happening. You both agree? Well, yeah. Perfect storm. I, I mean, for something like this, for adding new, for giving more money to add more and for it to be mm-hmm. only streaming, because there is precedent. There's precedent for yeah. something like the Richard um, Donner cut of Superman yes, 2. Yes, right. There's mm-hmm. precedent there, but that didn't. There's a difference between a regular director's cut. Yeah, that that was, that was no mm-hmm. new scenes were shot for that. They want to do one scene they had to use. Uh, a screen test to put in there. It is a completed movie that has the exact same ending as the first Superman. Cause that's how it was always going to end. But it's a, a, for me, I greatly prefer that cut. So, yeah. but they didn't yeah. film anything Seriously. new. It's like, what do we have? What can we bring back and throw in there? There are other movies say like Magnificent Ambersons. Well, they burned what was originally done. They can't do that. Here was right. an instance, like you were saying, Matt, they had all the footage and mm-hmm. hopefully there won't be another pandemic anytime soon. Yes. So yes. yeah, I think this Hopefully. is a Fingers unicorn. Crossed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really do, especially four hours. Um, yes. I see it. It's yeah. a, it's four a, hours. it's a unicorn. Well, speaking of four hours, we haven't even started uh, talking about the movie, but that is our, our, uh, our lengthy uh, preamble on everything. Snyder preamble. Cut. Yeah. So let's get into it without further ado. Here is uh, Zack Snyder's justice league. So we open uh, with a card that I was not anticipating. <laughs> <laughs> this, this card is the movie. Also. This is the movie. This I is mean, the movie. Like, this, is, this, is, this, this card lets you know what the exactly. what you are about right. to watch. Exactly. And it's going to say what, what I'll, I'll leave it. It to says you. Uh, this film is presented in four, three format to preserve the integrity of Zack Snyder's creative vision. Right now, uh, for those of you not familiar with the, the, the terminology there, four by three format is 
is a is a square like your original like your television set from the 90s like it is not yeah. a widescreen format it's not a widescreen yeah standard edition format and the reason being that he did this was uh it's the IMAX format apparently um and i and i do believe IMAX can be multiple formats i think that's the whole beauty yeah. of IMAX but he decided he was going to stick with the 1 4 by 3 IMAX uh, uh format so he doesn't have to make different versions i don't know like which uh, i mean fair yeah. Sure. Okay. You redid sure. some scenes in in Batman Superman too. In the if you have the digital cut of mm. that, the digital yep. copy of it, you now na- you now have that version because they did the ah, thing that they changed, like they do with Star Wars all the time. Interesting. It's things like the nightmare scene there, other scenes. Yep. It's now in the four by three. But yeah, that's that's it's a that title card right there. It's like this is the movie. The movie is. Does this bother you guys? Does this bother you? No, I don't. I'm apath. I'm honestly apathetic about it. It's just. Yeah. Zack Snyder is a f- hilarious human being to me. <laughs> well, he, I think he does things because he, he and I, I think he said this somewhere. I, I wish I pulled the quote, but he he does these things to get because they, they, nobody else does them. Right. It's just crazy. Like to, to, to mention that they also dropped another cut of of the Zack Snyder Snyder cut this week on HBO Max. The Justice is Gray edition, which yeah. he says is the definitive way to watch. And it's in black and white. So yeah. it's four by three black and white. Which makes me think a lot of uh, the most recent one that makes me think of that is the uh, the 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 Chrome the Fury, uh, Fury, version. Fury Road, oh, Fury Road, yes. Fury which, is, Road. which is awesome, and yeah. and the black and white version of Logan, right? Which yep. is also awesome. Right. I, yeah. I'll say, Matt, it's not so much the decision to do it in four three; it's the title card. And the language of the title. Yeah, yeah. His, it's the language, his creative yes, vision. Yeah, yeah yes, this is the yes. thing. It's it's because it would. I, I see they yeah. like we have to put something in front of this because people are going <laughs> to think their TVs are set wrong. So could right, it just say, "Hey, viewers, don't freak out. It's supposed to look like this yeah, or something that's like all that." All they have to say. Instead, yeah. this is scripted. Like a, it's pretty much a statement on. Well, this is what the movie. Zack this Snyder. movie is, and I say this with love. This is why I really enjoy this movie. It's pretentious. It is yep. really high on itself. It knows so what it is. So high on yes. itself. And yes. it it's exactly it, Caitlin. It knows it. It knows it. Yeah. And it is absolute. It doesn't care what you think of it being those things. It revels in being those things. Yes. It's so pretentious. It's going to give you four hours of it. And <laughs> I'm just into it. I'm like, yeah, it knows what it is. It's, yeah. it's yeah. honest unto itself and that title yeah. card right there it's like if well, that if that has you rolling your eyes well get ready for four hours of eye rolling i was like this is the greatest opening to a movie i've ever well, seen and also it's pretty much hbo max like saying direct all complaints to Zack snyder <laughs> it's right. like this wasn't that's that. fair it's, it's like look, like hbo uh, max uh, doesn't is is all about 4k what I'm doing 16 with this by episode nine. if people yeah, don't yeah. like look this Senators is matt romano's <laughs> creative vision this has nothing to do with me where it's about artistic and speaking of somebody who has no vision or integrity it's um <laughs> and and it's it, yeah it's he has a vision whether you like yeah. that vision or not is is everyone's to decide yeah. it's personally i went for it i just i, I couldn't believe the 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 balls for lack of a way to say it. to o- to open a movie with that title card and I text it to people all the time. No, it, it's one of my favorite things and one of my new favorite memes. Um, but anyway, let's get into the creative vision. So this movie is split up into parts, which is interesting because it's not available in parts on HBO Max, but there are chapter uh, markers, mm-hmm. so you could uh, you could watch this. Any way you want. You could watch it one part at a time. You could watch uh, the whole thing in one sitting. I did it in one sitting. It was tough, but I made it. 
Here we go. So the the prologue, we'll start there. Nine minutes, the prologue uh, clocks in as. So let me run through the highlights. We open with some slow motion sequences that effectively recap the events of Batman vs. Superman. We pick up with the death of Superman killed by Doomsday at the end of BVS. We also see Lex Luthor communing with Steppenwolf uh, over at the Kryptonian ship, which is the uh, end credits teaser uh, of BVS, I believe. It was added later. Um, But basically, he's like making the call to Darkseid. Uh, and basically it, it, it uh, notifies dark side that the mother boxes, the MacGuffins well, Steppen, of this movie. Notifying Steppenwolf. Yeah. Yes. It's Steppenwolf. We see it's like, this the bell has been rung. The yes, thing, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They, they contact the bad guys, you know, uh, with the, that's basically what happens. Hey, bad guys. <laughs> hey, bad guys. We got these three boxes. Hey, come here. down to earth, whatever. Um, uh, so basically uh, the mother boxes, they're the, like the MacGuffins of this movie in the DC universe. And their power is um, when combined, there's three of them on Earth, and when combined, they can turn a planet uh, into an apocalypse-type world. An apocalypse is the home of Darkseid, who is the big bad of the DC Universe, and it's basically like a hell planet. Like, you know, just a lot of, think a lot of fire and just people, demons, hell, you know? Um, And these boxes can turn Earth into it. Um, uh, More than a hell than it already is. What if Uh, we called it Apocalypse (laughs) Gardens? With that, oh, no, it's go. like, no, sir. It's, it's still, still a fiery hell planet. No, I don't think the gardens horrible. is going to help. Okay, I was just floating It's still it. horrible. Um, so anyway, the three boxes on Earth uh, right now, uh, there with, there's one with the Amazonians, there's one with the Atlanteans, and a TBD. There's the super scream heard round the world. Uh, so apparently Superman's screams are like shockwaves that uh, make their yeah. way across the world. And when the shockwave of Superman's scream touches a mother box, uh, it, it activates. It activates, <laughs> apparently. So, well, it knows. So it's, I can't believe that's no, the sentence I just said. It's no longer yeah. afraid. It knows that he's dead. Yeah. So it's so now now it's time to wake on up. It's just really funny. But he's only been around for like what thirty years anyway, or thirty five years anyway. So, but the, it knew he. But was maybe they needed coming. a scream. They knew. I don't know. Earth's what? mightiest hero. Yeah, yay! There you go. Don't, don't <laughs> dig too deep. Don't dig too deep. Um, so anyway, so this awakens those uh, the mother boxes and uh, and and we're off and running. Okay, so now we're this now we're past the prologue and we're jumping into part one. Don't count on it, Batman. Uh, clocking in at 30 minutes. So Bruce Wayne, played by Ben Affleck, uh, the Batfleck, uh, is horseback riding along an icy mountain ridge looking for Aquaman, portrayed here by Jason Momoa. And as we know from BVS, Bats has been tracking super people for some time now, so he's picked up the scent of uh, Arthur Curry, also known as the Aquaman, and is tracked into a quaint yet creepy fishing town on some unnamed, uh, I don't know, Scandinavian Isle. And, yeah. and it's worth mentioning that he does not say, heard you can talk to fish. He does not say that. So Bruce confronts Aquaman. Aquaman is basically like, no thanks. And then we get a creepy song from the locals as Aquaman removes his sweater and swims away. Um, so next, uh, we get can, a quick can I, glimpse. Can, can I just mention, Matt, in terms of, Please. cause this is technically, this is, cause <laughs> this is, this is a little different now. Cause we've all seen Aquaman, the movie we, we're used mm-hmm. to Jason Momoa in this part. If yep. this was the, this is really would have been the first time we're seeing him in this role. And it's very different. He's more of a king in exile. In, yeah. in this role, then plays bro, it more straightforward. Bro, yeah, then bro dude comic relief. And well, they this play him, is, yeah, he's not like a party dude. Yeah, you know? yeah. And yeah. so it's it, yeah, it all goes down a little smoother because we know what he's capable of because of Aquaman and everything else. Yep. But it's a more interesting introduction, and that's why we see four hours. It's yeah, because you're introducing three characters of the team for the first time. Yeah, exactly. They're all getting like an origin story here. 
All right, so next up, we get a quick glimpse into the life of Martha Kent, played by the great Diane Lane, uh, post-death of Superman. She's riding off in a U-Haul. There's a foreclosure sign on the Kent farm. Very sad. Um, so apparently, uh, she didn't want anybody to know uh, that she was getting foreclosed on. She's a proud woman. She lost the farm. She lost the farm. Very sad. Um, Bruce returns to Gotham, meets up with Alfred, played by the great Jeremy Irons. Yes. Um, not much here, just some gentle ribbing from Alfred. And who doesn't mind a little gentle ribbing from Jeremy That's Irons? That's what he's there oh. for. Yeah, Brian, I know you love Jeremy Irons. He's, such yeah. a, he's so good as Alfred. He's such <laughs> a good it. Alfred. I love Alfred and I love Jeremy Irons. Yeah. yeah it doesn't like, get better than So that. you put yeah. those two together. What's not, what's not the love here? Come on. Yeah. So we check on uh, next on Lois. She's obviously still feeling the loss of Superman pretty hard. We learn that she stops by Superman's memorial every day. Lois is played by the 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 great, the untouchable Amy Adams. Oh, how did I? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean to not uh, uh, say that. How yeah, do Adams. you know? <laughs> he loves sorry, you. Sorry, I I, I, anyway. I have a bit of bit of a thing. Oh, do you for Amy Adams? Yeah. I, we never heard of her yeah. before. Like, like you don't. <laughs> I do love her. I do love her. So we learn that she stops by Superman's memorial every day, saying hello to Metropolis policeman Jimmy Olsen, uh, played by Mark McClure uh, from That's, the original. I didn't know uh, that. Christopher Reeve Superman movies. That's yeah, so and the, uh, cool. the Donner movies. Yeah. So in a way, so Jimmy Olsen's in the movies. Oh. Retroactively, because I know you yeah. don't like that they shoot so Jimmy, the, the, the new DCU Jimmy Olsen in the head in BVS. Yeah, he wasn't a fan. So this that is was a really little. This yeah. is a little retroactive. It's like, yeah, I guess okay, so. well. This yeah. one's still still here. Oh, that's cool. I always love a good Jimmy Olsen cameo. What a, you know? what a nice tidbit. Yeah. That's cool. Jimmy. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so then about 20 minutes in, we are treated to our first real action sequence of the movie, uh, Wonder Woman versus the bank robbers. Uh, and this scene is insane. Uh, we, Bruce this was Bolton in the theater. falling on hard times has to go Dude, rob a bank. Yes. There's a lot of collateral damage here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Wonder Woman that? does her best and she saves a day. And There's then she so basically uh, uh, slaps him, uh, claps him into a wall. Um, he claps, she, she claps him to death. Well, she does um, her wrist thing so <laughs> yeah, yeah. hard. Yeah. I remember this being, I remember this being like one of the, the few moments in the 2017 one that oh, I great. liked. This, this fight scene, I think is extended in this version. You see more of it because I could, I could watch, yeah. I could watch wonder. Uh, I could watch like four hour movie. That's just a giant wonder woman fight sequence, honestly. Well, and, and you know what I really like about the way Snyder portrays wonder woman is that she's, ruthless yeah. and she would be like yeah. you know she's she's, she's like a warrior. the amazonian warrior she's a warrior you know and she does things in this movie where like and we'll get to the like the very ending she does one of my favorite things ever at the end and yeah. we'll talk about it i love wonder um, woman. <laughs> i love wonder woman there's there's some discussion over over whether blasting Bruce bolton into a fine mist and a hat <laughs> was over the top and necessary and it's a little like, over the top. well she doesn't kill and the thing no. is she does no wonder there's a history kills. of this there's there's one yeah. conversation that somebody brought up recently Recently, where she's talking to Batman and Superman is like, well, why do you think I don't have as large a roster of enemies as you guys have? I <laughs> love it. Love that line. Because I kill him. Like and, Wonder Woman kills people. Like, yeah. And then yeah. she has and she does that one minute and there's Roose Bolton's hat fallen <laughs> yes, down there, yes. uh, you know, uh, into the into the cops. And then she has this wonderful line to a child. And I'm <laughs> thinking, a, where yeah. would you cut that? That is one yeah. of the great Wonder Woman moments I have ever seen. Yeah, but, but it also makes that? me laugh because she's like, can I grow up and be like you? And no. she should have been like, no. Well, it's, yeah, <laughs> like, well, but it's, I mean, it's, it's reach inspirational. For the I get it. <laughs> you can be anything you want to be. As, as the hole in the walls behind her. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that said, now, if you want to be me, 
Here's what you got to do. You got to go to an island, take a hundred years, yeah. train with Robin Wright, do yeah. nothing else. And be a half maybe. God. Yeah. Be a demigod. Let's just check off the list. Okay. Are you or aren't you? Oh, you're not. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's okay. going to make well, things hard. Just be honest with the kids, you know? But yeah. she's a, Let's I love, I always, I've always loved Wonder Woman interacting with young women and girls. It's one of my favorite things being the, the point of inspiration for the younger generations. It's wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. We kid, but that is a really, really fun scene. Yes. If that's not enough hot red hot amazonian action for you uh to get you started yeah. the next scene is is equally as insane and entertaining uh back on themiscara steppenwolf arrives via the mother box mm. and all hell breaks loose uh so hippolta hippolta how do you say her uh, name hippolyta hippolyta oh that makes sense yeah. now reading is fun Woo. hippolyta is on the scene queen of the amazons and Wonder Woman's mom, uh, played by She's Connie Nielsen. so cool. There's this great scene of uh, passing the football to get it away from Steppenwolf. They're taking the mother box. And they're kind of like passing yeah. it along. Very uh, extended to get it away from, from the 2017 version. Oh, yeah. And, and talk about like just this scene is action so much better. Also, just the the lack of of peering up the their skirts with the camera <laughs> yeah. is fantastic. And, and a large section of Themyscira winds up in the drink also. Like their island is. No, it's destroyed. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah. So so basically um, uh, Hippolyta uh, runs out with the mother box, trapping all the other Amazonian warriors inside, hoping that they'll trap Steppenwolf in there, yeah. too. They all die in an awesome hammer swinging scene, which I was just so that's cool. Snyder all the way and very cool. Um, and uh, they all die. But uh, Steppenwolf gets out, eventually, uh, you know, uh, tracks Hippolyta down, gets the mother box and escapes. Yeah. And that is the end of uh Part one. He's got a great moment in there too. And it's, this is movie all around is such a step up for Steppenwolf who mm-hmm. I don't know if I, I have yet to meet the person whose favorite DC villain is Steppenwolf. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was a book and a theater company. I had never known prior to this <laughs> that, it, that it was a, a yeah. DC villain. Cause he's not as well known, but here he's working the whole trying to impress dark side story really yeah. works much better as does the effect. It makes him. Yeah. And, and I love as the lackey Kieran Hines is, is an actor I love. And of course you're going to hate me for this, but you if you want more Kieran Hines, check out season one of HBO's Rome where he plays <laughs> every Julia, time. He oh plays Julius goodness. Caesar. And he is great, but he has a moment here where he's full of arrows in his armor and he just kind of flexes a little bit, flexes the armor and all of them pop off. I yes, that was really yes. the new knife. Armor. That's a, that's that's why he wears it, you know. Yeah. Um. And and dare I say he's he's much uh cuter uh in this in in this edition. He's sleeker. Yeah, he's got he's a little sleeker. bit of like a lip quiver. I, I you know there's when he's, a there's more humanity. Yeah, in his hangdog eyes, where he really just wants dad to be happy. He just and wants dad Darkseid's to be happy. He's not his dad, but yeah. he just wants to like love me. Please, he really just wants somebody. I'll commit to commit genocide love for you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, let's move on because we've got a lot more movie to do. Part two, The Age of Heroes. Clocking in at 30 minutes. Basically, uh, the the highlights here, uh, we open on Steppenwolf, that cute, adorable little little bug, little. Uh, setting up shop on Earth. <laughs> he's uh, How is he's that picked a description of Steppenwolf? <laughs> well, it's sticking out. Well, he is. He's adorable. He's adorable. Adorable little bug, Steppenwolf. Um, okay. he, he picked a Chernobyl-esque area for his base. It's like a toxic I love wasteland. That, yeah, he says toxic. Great. Yeah. Perfect. Great, great. Toxic. <laughs> yeah. And then you just hear... <laughs> Hashtag free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. Oh, that's a, oh now I wish. 
it's it, it's I, I uh, an obvious needle drop. I can't resist it. Now I just oh. now I want that. See now somebody's got to make that. Release oh, the Romano man. cut. There you go. Here I'm gonna do it right now. Here we go. There we did it. Incredible. There you go. Incredible. So anyway, um, so and uh, he conveniently lets us know that this area is devoid of people, which is always like, uh, yeah, there's not, there's not a random Russian family. There's not a Russian family that the Flash yeah, is going to no save people later. Are here. No, yeah. oh, nobody, no one is saved in this movie. <laughs> Not one person is saved. I mean, the, the universe, really. But so Bruce is uh, back on the plane with Alfred uh, talking about the Flash, tracking down more super people, uh, making things right. Uh, that's what Bruce says, because um, swore, he's obviously feeling. Grave. Yeah, he's fi- yeah, he swore in the grave. Yeah, he's obviously feeling very guilty over his actions of BVS. Yeah, and, you know, for kind of helping get Superman killed. Yeah. Um, playing a part. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk Batman. I know this is a topic we can just discuss all day, but Bruce's role in the Snyderverse is very different uh, than the previous incarnations we've seen in live action. Yeah. The most glaring departure being uh, Bruce's age. He's the older Batman. Yeah. Um, and also uh, what we're talking about, what we were talking about yesterday, this Bruce is all about the team. When in the past iterations of Batman or some iterations of Batman, Batman has been more of a peripheral player yeah, on the Justice League. He doesn't League, like friends. You know? Yeah, he's not. He's 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 like the guy you call when you need like you know yeah. something. I think I said something along the lines of like <laughs> of like this man has adopted like ten children and he can't even admit that he has done that, let alone like bring more people into his life to be close to him most of the time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, Brian, what are your overall thoughts on this reincarnation of well, Batman? Well, there's a lot of residual because because I think of Batman in Justice League, and I can't help but think of the animated version in which, mm. like you said. He never really joins. He shows up when he feels like it and they need him every episode and he has a way to counteract the powers of everyone there. He's still the world's greatest detective. (laughs) So they always need him and they always need him for something. But he's not a joiner, like Caitlin said. Like he's just not. He has his own cave. He has files on everything else. So here, not only is he – there's 20 years of him being Batman that we haven't seen. We can just imagine because we – we can perfectly imagine 20 years of Batman, yep. but he's the one bringing the team together. It's a departure and it's different, but it works because it's in service of making amends. Like you were talking yep. about yep. it's, it's service yep. because he says, I drove us apart in BVS. I drove, especially him. I owe it to him. I fail at the end of BVS. He says, I failed him. And this is him making amends. This is him stepping up, not just for failing him, but for his life that he led up to this point where he has really not dealt with his issues well. We see that he lost a Robin along the way. He's mm-hmm. drinking. He's womanizing. He's yep. doing all kinds of stuff that usually Bruce Wayne doesn't do. And he, he mm-hmm. just doesn't even live in Wayne Manor. It's going to pot. So right. this is what's his superpower in this movie. He's rich. He offers money. Yeah. So he's kind of. Which he makes a joke about. Yeah, yeah like, I love that line. Yeah. He's like, I'm rich. So he can rich. fund everything. He can build this yep. big plane. And when it comes to the actual fight, well, let's steal a laser and get, get a shooting, you know, and he, he <laughs> yeah, grapples yeah, and he does a batarang and, you know, he goes around or whatever. But it's it's different and it's interesting. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's, you know, in and he is the detective. So he can find Arthur Curry and track just 
walk his way yeah. into. Well, and again, it's 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 that it's that beauty of this of the of DC. It's like there's all these different iterations of Batman. Yeah. You can enjoy any flavor of them, and you could appreciate you know yep. things about this Batman. I generally it's like not your Batman. Uh, yeah. There's another Batman for you somewhere there, else. There's, yes. there's, <laughs> there's 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 things about each Batman that I really like. I love. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's why it's so hard to choose. The only one that I can see nothing wrong with ever is Kevin Conroy's Batman, and he has the animated. Yes, edge. he is. He Very is. Good. So, that's but good. in terms of the others, I love what Affleck does as Batman. Yep. I love what Bale does as Batman. Yep. I love yeah, Batman. Um, there's, I love, I love what Adam West does with Batman. There's a scene, as silly as it is, there's a scene where he, where Bruce is handing the phone to himself as Batman in that show. That's actually astonishing. So there's each Batman brings something new to the table, just as each writer and artist brings something new to the comic. So, so well said. Thank you. Beautiful. (laughs) So back at the Kryptonium ship, uh, parademons are tracking the scent of mother boxes. We know that one is in Atlantis. So the other one is yet to be revealed. So we're back on Themyscira. Hippolyta fires off an arrow uh, at this, uh, you know, some Greek architecture, mm. uh, an Amazonian temple, something, uh, temple runes. Pretty. There you go. It's very pretty. Uh, this acts as the warning to Diana. Um, she's working uh, at her museum. She sees uh, the fire uh, that this arrow creates uh, on TV, and it's she's obviously shook by it. But she knows right away that this is a warning Invasion. from uh, the Amazonians. Invasion. Um we cut back to the Kryptonian ship uh, where we meet uh, Silas Stone, a Star Lab scientist specializing in Xeno science, which is alien technology. Yeah. We learn that he uh, is the one uh, that essentially stole that third mother box, which ends up in Cyborg's closet. More tomfoolery from Cyberdyne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, in, in, in all the roles of Joe Morton, all the crazy scientist roles, and I'm going to include his role on uh, Sci-Fi's Eureka uh, from, from, uh, from how many years ago, if you guys remember. Yeah. Uh, but he was a, a Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Um, fantastic in that he's he's amazing in everything he everything does. he does everything he, he does and not only it, it goes without saying I mean and we're, I know we're going to get to this how Ray Fisher was done the dirtiest yes, of everyone yes, yeah. by the original cut and now it's restored it's like wow that's what he can do right alongside him is Joe Morton yes. who you don't yep. do this that to 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 Ray Fisher, but you don't do no. that. veteran like Joe no, Morton deigns to be in your movie stuff. and you're going to do this stuff. to him. He's yeah. he, aside from Ray Fisher has been said as, as the heart of the movie. That's not a new take, you know, yeah. but he's able to be that heart. Thanks to Joe Morton being as yeah. good as he is too. Yeah. It's, it's the whole thing there. And it's, you're going to take, you have an actor of Joe Morton's caliber Cyberdyne and you're going to do that to him. We love it. We, so love, we love a father son dynamic. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We love a good father. Yeah, Sunday which night. is something Star Wars doesn't have a lot of. So <laughs> they don't. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we see the son in this father-son dynamic, Cyborg. Uh, for the first time, we get really our first really good look at Ray Fisher as Cyborg. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Diana goes to the Arrow, uh, goes into some cave temple underneath, which is like that Amazonian temple we just said, uh, and basically learns all about the mother boxes in Dark Side from uh, reading the walls. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. It all makes sense. Uh, especially because now when you hear the story later, you're like, oh, you got all that from a wall, huh? Yeah, it's okay. like, wow, she um, filled in a lot of gaps. She knows, she she knows her stuff, she man. <laughs> she did. Um, Aquaman saves a boat uh, and then slow-mo walks into the water. Yeah, I think it, I think it's at this point we should mention that um, I, I believe I read somewhere that 10% of the movie is in slow motion. 10% of the that four hours. Out. 
happens yeah. in slow motion. You know I, I love it. They, I love it. I got no problem. How with they it. one change they do with him instead of him like jumping in when the waves collapse, he just vanishes. When he later on, when the waves come in and he yeah. appears, he doesn't swim in. He yeah. just appears in the he waves. He knows what it's he's very about. Cool. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Yeah. He uses heat. The water comes to him. Yeah, yeah. and it's, this is was our first look theoretically of what the uh, the. Atlantean kingdom was going to be well, like. And that's what we get next. So Aquaman goes to Atlantis and we get a heaping dose of Aquaman prequel knowledge. Now, qu- question, question though, is it Atlantis or is it somewhere other than Atlantis? Because in Aquaman, they make a big deal that he's never been to Atlantis. Well, I mean, I think it's like, yeah. it's like the suburbs of Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, It's not the main town, yeah. but it's here not it the is. Main town. And you get, you get, you, I'm sure you're about to say it, but we, we get, yeah. you know, another Yeah, we get William Defoe. How do you, uh, how, you're going to cut Defoe with Peter Harry. William don't, Defoe, don't Nudis, Nudis Volko. Nudis Volko, I think I never, the character I, name is. But never me, Peter Parker. I've always been good for you. Come on. You're going to cut him? I'm a bit of a scientist myself. It's like, enjoy the food cake. Get what you need from a then broma fast um but he's he's great he's great he's great yeah william defoe is playing nudis volko uh i, I don't know if i'm saying that right uh, aquaman's um, mentor uh, yeah he's yeah oh, and he's oh, really I like you're saying the nudist version of volko <laughs> no no his name is nudis volko um, and they really set up aquaman yeah. too they're like look king orm is doing all this stuff here's your mom's pitchfork it's, it's like wow they set yeah. up a lot that's what I was going to say. Like he's, he's pretty much, he's Aquaman's mom. The queen of Atlantis is a uh, right-hand man who's played by, uh, um, you know, uh, Nicole Kidman, Nicole Kidman from Batman forever at, at, at Atlanta. <laughs> For, yeah. That's I mean, right. She's from Batman. She was in Batman, Batman forever. forever. So there you go. Um, but anyway, so that all happens back to Steppenwolf. He's talking to Desaad, who is like, you know, uh, he's you know, Dark right-hand man. Yeah, yeah, another right hand man here. You know, you got you got nudist Volko, and then on the other side of the the fence, you got uh, Desaad. Um, you're saying nudist. It's Desaad's coming through on <laughs> okay. like the volcano, uh, molten lava, yeah. uh, chat video As chat one does. Uh, app. Yeah, he looks great. Um, and we get a taste for Steppenwolf's backstory here. Um, so something that was really lacking in the theatrical cut, like we said before, but it's very clear at this point that like you know uh, Steppenwolf's got some like you know daddy issues, like we said with uh, with Darkseid. You know, he's he's got to make up for something. Wrong that he did. Um, so Wonder Woman makes a visit to Bruce, uh, who breaks into the Batcave, uh, all this fun stuff. Bruce is working on his prototype troop carrier. Well, I don't think, is this the Batcave or is this just where he has this carrier? Because we go to the Batcave later and it doesn't look like this. Isn't it all a Batcave, Brian? It's, it's like underground. It's and he's building bat, something. The, yeah, the yeah. Bat hanger. Do you think it matters? <laughs> this is why we need signs. <laughs> Do you think it matters? We need yeah. the Adam West signs on everything because <laughs> yes, I don't yes. know what this is. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a... Uh, Bat cave. It's the suburbs of the bat cave. It's another bat cave. It's another bat cave, yeah. Um, so the ship that he's working on won't fly. Best minds of Wayne Aerospace couldn't make it fly. But you can. I have no choice. Uh, and, and this is something they revisit a bunch of times through the movie. And I just have to ask, like, Caitlin, is this is this symbolism? Is the ship not flying? Because, you know, we we they they make a point. Cyborg shows up later and he talks to it and it's like the, the ship wants to fly. Yeah. You know, is the ship the team? I think I think the ship is Batman. <laughs> is the ship Batman? I think the ship ah. is Batman. Uh, I yeah. think the ship is Batman who has cut himself off from the world. He feels he feels a lot of shame. He, as we know, has mm. gotten one of his Robins killed at this point. Uh, he shut oh. himself off from the world and he doesn't know how to trust anyone. But this movie is going to bring him his new family and they're going to trust each other. <sighs> Caitlin, you nailed it. That's it. Yes. That's it. The, the, the ship is Batman. Yes. The troop carrier is Batman. Hell Once yeah. we have established yeah. trust, Delicious. the ship will fly. There we go. <laughs> 
Great. Thank you, Caitlin, for, for that was really bothering me. Hell yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> next up, 101 Now, we're reaching probably what I was probably my favorite part of the Snyder Cut. Uh, she tells Bruce that full story uh, of of the time that Darkseid came to Earth that she mm. learned at the temple. And we get the, this crazy, like, Lord of the Rings. CGI. Endgame level battle CGI. Like, do you like parademons? Well, here's... <laughs> 50,000 of them. Do you like Green Lantern? Do you like the Green Lantern? Yeah, you like the Green Lantern? Oh, now, which lantern here? was this? Do we ever find out? We don't know. know. We, we don't, don't know. know. It's You know what's cool, though, is because this was not fight, them fighting Steppenwolf. This is them fighting Darkseid. And dark side yeah. and dark side losing, which doesn't. Yeah, this happen. is the you know uh, she calls it the name of the chapter, the Age of Heroes. Yeah. Like yeah. She explains that like at this period in Earth, you've got the Atlanteans, you've got the Amazonians, you have men, and you have these people from the stars, which they don't say it, but they're, they're the Green, Green Lanterns. Lanterns. They're Green Lanterns. Yeah. So like so on Earth at this time, you've got Zeus. Rocking lightning, you got uh, Ares, you know, with his big who, uh, who had front axe. top, who had front billing, David Thewlis. I was happy to see it. I was like, is Man. there another scene Even with him? Zeus but there is wasn't. The biggest scissors of the ready oh. mother at the at in all of Greek <laughs> yes. mythology. Yes, he yeah, is. No anyway. Yes, he is. This sequence is great, uh, and you could tell that. I would imagine that of that seventy uh, million dollars, there's a good forty-five million. <laughs> little, little bit of it <laughs> nestled up this in this one. thing. Well, because yeah. well, a lot of it is. Is some of it is in the other version, but it's just not as big and grand as this. And like, I think yeah. this, like, you go back to the 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 extended Amazon piece. You come to this. A lot of the four hours are spent just expanding on these very big set pieces and these scenes that we've already yeah. seen, and just adding more to them. All right, so let's keep the train moving. Awesome scene. We're gonna move on to part three. Beloved mother, beloved son. The longest chapter, 40 minutes. So uh, we'll try to do this in less than 40 minutes. I believe um, in you, Matt. Let's. We can do it. We can do it. it. Here we go. All right, here we go. Central City, The Flash. Uh, anyway, uh, one hour and 10 minutes into the Snyder Cut, we have finally arrived at Central City and the introduction of Ezra Miller's Flash. This is also one of my favorite moments in the movie. I'm going to say that 100 times. I say it all the time. Flash is trying to get a job with a dog groomer when a car crash involving a hot dog truck and classic Flash character Iris West happens right outside. Iris. And guys, you guys love this scene? Yeah. This scene's great. Made me smile. I love, I love Barry and Iris. I, I, right? So do I. I was happy to see Kiersey Clemens restored to the movie. I thought that, that it's, there's been much ado paid to the slow motion sesame seed. But the whole thing about his speed, it's, it's a different kind of than we've seen with uh, with Arrowverse Barry and with various Quicksilvers. It's different because this is more, he's entering a, the speed force. He's entering yeah. another a plane power. of existence in a way. Mm-hmm. And the way they do that is through a lot of slow motion. So I could and see lightning. where it won't. Yeah, it wouldn't work for everybody, but it's it's very cool, I think. And Barry Allen is just a wonderful character yeah. in and of himself. So He really is. We love him. So love happy Barry to see him. Allen. The hot dog bit. Everything is great. We love this. Mind blown! Not? I'm going to do a retroactive mind blown for the for the Age of Heroes battle, too. Yeah, yeah, we missed, we missed that. Let's do that. Yeah, we got to remember that we have these things. Um, okay, so anyway, uh, we pick up on Steppenwolf, and he's uh, interrogating, violently killing Atlanteans. Uh, he uses a pretty awesome mind control device on some poor fish man and learns the location of the Atlantean mother box. Yeah. Um, so... I uh, hope he doesn't find it. Uh, we check in on Lois again. Still sad. Very sad. She just is very sad. Uh, Poor lady. Doesn't, doesn't have a lot to do She's here. She's having a rough time. Way. She's having a rough time. 
Bruce and Diana are working together to track down more superheroes now, particularly Barry and Vic Stone, uh, the cyborg. And we finally get the cyborg backstory. And out of everything that was cut out of the theatrical cut, we said it before, but now that we've seen this footage, it's pretty mind-boggling they chose to cut it. We see the car crash with Vic's mother, the aftermath with Silas, and his loving father, mad scientist, turned to save Vic with the mother box, thereby creating the cyborg as we know and love him today. And a really fun uh, explanation of his powers uh which i just really dug you know it's like cyborg he's listening to his father uh on a recorded tape kind of explain his powers to him and you're seeing him like you you have the ability to control the stock markets and the world's monetary systems and its complex interactions will seem as easy to manipulate for you as a child, kind of goofy, you're seeing the bull but and the like bear, the amount but it's like, of power this really, character That was has. really cool how they dramatized really cool. that. And it's really there, cool. and, it, and it's him as he's he's yet to be cyborg. It's him in his in his football jacket. And I exactly. really liked. I forget exactly what the line was, but the, that sums up the whole character. The pro, the problem for you is not the burden is not going to be having the powers. It will be not doing, not seeing. It is the burden of this responsibility that will define you and who you choose to be. Which is fascinating. And immediately puts him on like par as one of the, the strongest heroes on the team. Absolutely. I, I would, I'd yeah. put him up there with Superman as like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and always and always even before this happened to him, I like that it shows the, the wonderful scenes with his mom, which are brief, but they are there and we're not in the other. So version, much heart yeah. where he 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 was doing good before before the accident happened. He had this wonderful relationship with his mother. And then this happens and he has this amazing relationship with his complicated as hell relationship with his yeah. father and he just yeah he has these powers but he just thinks he's broken so i mean that, that leads to the, the the question do you guys uh think ray fisher got a bad deal with the theatrical cut Ooh, i mean yes uh just in large part because there's so much more here i i will not be able to and none of us will be able to speak to the the allegations that he's made i i personally stand by him and support him because i think he is a a wonderful person but i i also narratively speaking for the film getting to see this backstory and this is his first big gig and the fact that now we are seeing all the backstory that was built into this character that was then cut is it's it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's yeah. also mind-boggling that that Warner Brothers with Cyborg the character that a generation of kids grew up on with that Teen they Titans and Teen Titans Go. Love him. They love him. You wouldn't use the opportunity to introduce Cyborg as as well as they did in the Snyder Cut. It's it's kind of crazy. As a major player. Yeah, major player with a huge history and future ahead of him. Yes. Yeah, the the excuse that they'll say is well we had to get it down to 2 hours so something had to go. Which my questions are well did you they had to get it down to 2 hours just because they wanted to film multiplexes apologize for BBS that was Warner Brothers or whatever they just were stuck on the idea of 2 yes. hours. That means yeah. we can have more people see it. That means well yeah then things have to go. But you're choosing what has to go and what doesn't. You chose the and Bruce and is, Diana stuff. You chose the weird, creepy, misogynistic Wonder Woman stuff. You're inventing yeah, right. a lot of right. new stuff that doesn't need to, to be there. And this is a new character that we have never met before right. in the DCEU. So you have to establish him. And they barely did it at all he barely registers he does some computer stuff he says booyah like he does like the animated version does which he doesn't in this version and that's it he barely registers did he get done dirty sensors at the ready absolutely 
He got Thank done you, dirty. Thank you, I agree. He All got right. done so motherfucking dirty. Yeah. And this is and he, this is a revelation here seeing him here. It's like yeah. this is what it was. The cyborg stuff makes it makes this entire thing worth it. Absolutely. The cyborg stuff, he's the he's the heart and soul. People have said it. He's the heart and soul of this movie and if yeah. he's he the human the he's the human thread throughout this entire yep. thing. Which which he needs a human thread in a movie yep. uh, like this. Well, it's, it's it's gods and speed force this and whatever that exactly. is. This is the exactly. human element. You need the human element. Yes. Absolutely. So anyway, power demons are closing in on Vic and the third mother box as we now cut back to Barry in Central City. He's visiting his father, Henry Allen, played by Billy Crudup. Uh, but recently announced Ron Livingston will be playing him uh, in the future Flash movie. Which is so interesting. Unfortunately, we're going to lose um, yeah. yeah, Billy, which is a shame. Because um, he was great in this. Uh, and hit the scene at the end of the movie with him uh, and Flash that scene was really is great. fantastic. Yeah. It's really, great. really great. Um, but so, uh, but but a little backstory here. His father uh, was convicted for killing Barry's mother. Yeah. Um, it's not really very clear in the movie, but it just kind of, it, it, you got to rely on it, right? You gotta, if you're, well, right? If you're, never say if you're it, a fan you know? of the Arrowverse, I imagine that most people watching this movie are fans of the Arrowverse. That's a big thing. In, the subtitle yeah. should just say, go watch the, go watch the go watch, pilot of the Flash and you'll yeah, get it. Yeah, the yeah, Flash exactly, pilot of the yeah. CW. <laughs> right. Or Flashpoint. If I don't know if you've ever uh, read well, Flashpoint yeah. or, or watched Matt, Flashpoint. Yeah. That's a really good point is how much of this is some people are like, well, I don't understand. Tell me why. Why is his father in jail? Like, tell me why Clark loves Lois. Yeah. And don't use because your knowledge of the comics or other shows. Why in terms mm-hmm. of these two movies, they love each other. It's like, right, that's the thing. Right. We, we There's so much other other movies and animated shows and comics and everything that informs this context who knows where it comes yeah. from so exactly. in the context of this movie what's the relationship you don't know and also he's changing stuff so it's yeah. it, it, it's hard to tell what comes from where it's different from the from marvel stuff because a lot of times this is the first time this is being done live action and it's stuff also i i don't always know as well so it's easier exactly. there for me a little bit with this I don't quite know. All I know is it's Clark and Lois. So yeah, they love each other because they're Clark and Lois, the end. Exactly. And like, and, and it really, I mean, the whole movie is essentially a love letter to fans because it, it really like, you got to be a fan of this stuff. Yeah. Really and that's not always, movie. that's I mean, not always a good excuse. This movie, but like, it's not a good excuse, but in this example, the Snyder cut, which was born out of a the perfect storm fandom. Yeah. Perfect storm. There you go. Get a pass for that. And even know? the thing is, is since it's yeah. streaming, even if you're not a fan people, I know people who, don't give a, a, a rat's ass about anything DC or anything comic book. And they're watching it too. Cause it's people are talking about it. So Barry and his father have a great heart to heart here. Uh, Henry wants to see Barry be the best he can be. He wants him to, you know, get into the, get into law enforcement. So maybe you can break him out of jail. I don't know. Uh, but Barry's trying to get into law enforcement and uh, he wants to be a CSI. Must be a CSI guy. You know. And now finally, uh, Batman meets the flash. Uh, so Bruce is sitting in the flash's second favorite chair. Barry Allen. Bruce Wayne. You said that like it explains why there's a total stranger in my place, sitting in the dark in my second favorite chair. I still really like this scene. This is a Me lot too. from the original. Me too. Yeah. This is pretty much the same yeah. scene we saw in the theatrical cut. The the one thing missing here is that horrible brunch line Dad. that Flash goes into about brunch. So it's like, hey, what do the kids like? What do the kids think is funny? Hey, Barry, you like avocado toast, Barry? Was like, yeah, yeah. Get <laughs> oh, out of that's here. gold. Put that in the movie right now. All right, <laughs> you know that Ezra. Oh, oh, done. oh, that's really good. Ezra Miller yeah, sitting whatever. there going, oh god. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we got the we, we we got we got this line. We got this line about brunch. So just you know, say that, and the kids are it's gonna love it. Two hours is gonna be good. Just do it. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> he rides off with Bruce, and we get that awesome line that we said before. What are your superpowers again? I'm rich. 
I'm rich. I'm rich. Uh, good stuff. Um, good stuff. So Wonder Woman and Alfred. That's are... just something that Affleck just said. <laughs> it's just funny. As he <laughs> dropped his Dunkin' Donuts. He was not um, in care. <laughs> I'm rich in a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Best part of my day is a Dunkin'. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Uh, Wonder Woman and Alfred are having a fun chat in the cave. Yeah, about whatever tea. Whatever it is. They're about, about tea. making they love tea. tea. Alfred's hey. tea splaining the, the <laughs> goddess the, Diana. The 5,000 year old Amazonian who's definitely like, been drinking tea a long like, time. It's like, now you must And I've left this. I'm like, wait a minute. Have I been doing it wrong? That's <laughs> the most have I been English thing. Yeah. It's like, you mustn't scold the tea. Um, so anyway, but this is another thing that's not too different from the theatrical cut. This is when uh, uh, Cyborg contacts Wonder Woman. Uh, she meets up with him. She basically convinces him to join the team. Except um, there's, well, there's one very specific. I know there's one shot that was not here of her walking yes. down the street because of all you know those big because, theater because, moments in because 60 percent of the movie is taken up by her butt in that yes. screen yes. and i remember yeah, yes. because a movie like this you get a lot of audience reaction especially if you're watching it in in the five boroughs and yep. the only moment when i saw this one i think it was opening night or at least the next day which you're gonna get packed theater and reaction for weeks the only thing in this whole movie that got any cheer or anything was that shot of her walking, which is gone now, of her which, walking in down which the street. Which in which 60 to 75% some, of the wow. screen is taken up by her butt. One wow. one guy just shouted out, oh, that ass, and the whole theater <laughs> laughed. The whole God. theater laughed. I'm, and I'm then sorry, I'm laughing. It's just I've been that in That was the I, only I, moment I that got a reaction yeah. in the entire in the entire live experience, and that's, I was stabbed. Like, that was the only thing. It was only because that guy said that. Well, I'm glad they... Cut it out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah, gone. It's yeah. gone. Thank it's God. Here. It's not Great, here. Thank God. It's gone. So, another thing they added here, uh, or maybe they didn't. I don't know. Vic buries the mother box in a cemetery, maybe at his mother's grave. I don't remember. Mm. Um, but his he own buries grave. the mother box. His own grave. Oh, yeah, right. He's That's right, because he's, he's dead. Yeah. That's right. Um, okay, so there you go. Thanks, Brian, for that uh, excellent commentary. Hey, no problem. Uh, Silas is off at the Kryptonian ship, uh, still tinkering away, becoming more aware of the danger the mother box is posing. He rushes home to check on Vic, and the apartment is trashed. Yeah. And then, oh, hey, Commissioner Gordon, played by J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. I mean, uh, J.K. Simmons. He's got to talk to Batman. Um, yeah. So we're back at Gotham. Bring me pictures of Batman! Batman. There's, a little, there's a little more of him. <laughs> in this and he's there really is. good in this part he's I, great in this he's like, great. i joke but he's great. How, how are you gonna call him it's like how do you think <laughs> yeah how do you think i'm gonna use the big light on he's top of the, the light yeah. that we have specially yeah. made yeah so anyway the team is coming together we got bats wonder woman flash and cyborg uh is more or less uh in at this point but you know he's not really there yet he's gonna show up soon uh steppenwolf uh has tracked down the atlantean mother box and goes all fisticuffs put up your dukes with mara uh, played by Amber Heard and uh, eventually Aquaman. Uh, but Steppenwolf gets away and that's two mother boxes down for Team Darkseid. One to go. And now, one to go, <laughs> like one to go. Every time he says, I got another one, I have two. And the first thing he says, what about the third? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The first time no. it's like, I got one. It's like, what about the other two? And We've all like, worked for that boss. Yeah, We've exactly. all worked for that boss. It's, it's true. Like, and? <laughs> what about the synergy? Well. And the third one? Synergy. Well. I was wondering when you would mention it. All right. So anyway, he's got the two boxes and that makes him, uh, it gives him the ability to throw a big old red dome around his nuclear wasteland ah, yes. hideaway. Um, so now he's got it's a It's not really a villain hideout unless you have a glowing red dome around it. I've, <laughs> exactly. always, I've always said this. Yeah. All right, moving on to part four, the change machine. Oh, not the change machine. It's just change machine. Oh, yes. It's 30 minutes long. Uh, we're back to Gotham again uh, with J. Jonah. I mean, <laughs> Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> 
like, like I, don't, I don't even blame you at this point. I don't even blame you. Warning the commission is waiting for bats. The commission, the, the commission. You could be talking about Michael Chiklis, who also who played, played the thing. The thing. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Who was, and Miles was a, Teller, who was also in Fantastic was a, Four. Was in Everybody f- gets a ride. Fan four stick. Commissioner with Gordon Kate Mara, who was yeah, Kate, also in Iron Gordon. Man two. So anyway, the commish is waiting for bats on the roof with the signal. Uh, Batman shows up with Flash, Wonder Woman, Cyborg. Uh, Cyborg shows up with all the goods. Yeah, it's great. Still yeah. a great scene. And they do. I like that they all do the the classic Batman vanish, even and though he's fast. never done and that. And the fastest yes. little yeah. of them all. Oh wow! They just they really just vanish, huh? Oh, that's rude. Yeah. It's like it's, oh, it's like oh, they just really go, and because we've rude. never seen Affleck pull that leave yet yeah never and that's such a that's such an animated series but we know that batman does it bail bail always did it yeah but i feel like that joke really resonates because of the animated series because he left commissioner gordon that's a joke that resonates because of what we know about batman and other exactly like we were saying before if all you watch are man of steel bvs and this that's like what's the joke it's funny because it's funny like (laughs) that's just really funny (laughs) so anyway this all leads up uh to one of the biggest action sequences of the film with lots of added good goodies versus the theatrical cut. Uh, the big sewer fight scene, mm. uh, the first time that Justice League comes face-to-face with Steppenwolf, who's just in the sewer, uh, again, like I said, interrogating and torturing Star Lab yeah, scientists. I thought you were going to say he's just in the sewer being sad. <laughs> yeah, that too. He's being an adorable, beautiful, like- <laughs> A little just, bug. Just cute little oh, bug that he is. I don't like yeah. my name. Yeah. But I want to take a quick moment. This would be a good time to, let, uh, to reflect on the music of mm. uh, the Snyder Cut, because mm-hmm. the sewer fight- Goes full Snyder. You get you get the the rocking guitars. You get the the Wonder Woman. Oh, you know whatever that is. You get the full Junkie XL experience. <laughs> yeah. not, not only yeah. does it use he use the Wonder Woman theme, which he himself created for the yes. first time liberally, but the 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 chanting, the Themyscira yeah, the, chant, oh. which anytime she does anything, very gladiator. I didn't notice it until I started seeing the memes. And then I was like, oh, I guess it is a thing. Oh, but it everywhere. didn't take me out. Oh, it's I, I was into yeah. it. I like his new Batman theme. It's an actual huge score, which he rewrote in quarantine. Yeah. He took what he was going to do. He threw it out. He reused his whole, his whole thing. And I think we were talking about the best part of all. He liberally uses Hans Zimmer's theme for Superman. Yes. Which we all yes. Yes. adore. Yes. Talk yeah, about it. It's, it's like how that has now gives you the same feelings that the, the iconic John Williams theme used to, which would be out of place here, but it's, yeah. it's now it's, it's, it's not quite at that level because it's John Williams and nothing is, but it's, you know, it's, it's right below it. But I, I'm a fan of the music. I think it's a, uh, we were joking about it in last week's episode, but I think, uh, I don't know. It, I think it works for me in a lot of places. He's uh, a ama- He's an amazing yeah. composer. Amazing right. composer. And this film's music is extra in the way that the movie itself is extra and in the way exactly. that Zack Snyder as a director is extra. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly what I want. I, I want it. If it's like from that title card. This is like, this is extra a- it's AF. Like, so it's like course, Dewey Cox. Dewey Cox, like, give me more digitaroos. I'm hearing more aboriginal percussionists. And I want an army of digitaroos. 50,000 didgeridoos. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? It's that episode of More Frasier where he just has to write the yes, jingle. Yes, the Frasier episode too. And oh, it's like, and he's, all I wanted was a jingle. And it turns into this. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, Frasier the Mod. That's a great episode. person oh, no. orchestra. Oh, it's no. like, why not? You're already oh, doing no. a four-hour movie that you threw yeah. another $70 million at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's do it. Bring me, give me the most over-the-top <laughs> score you can think of. They chant 20 times? Make them chant 50 times. All That's right, what all I right. want from this. <laughs> All right, moving on. No, anyway, we're going to stay with Moving on. on. <laughs> lots of fun in the sewer fight. Uh, you got Batman's crazy wall crawler thing. Yeah. Uh, Flash pushing uh, Wonder Woman's sword that, to her in slow famous Batman device. Relax, Alfred. I'll take it from you. Uh, d- do I know you? <laughs> wall crawler, of course. And then Aquaman uh, just saves the day. And yeah. then he's like officially joined the team. So he Stops shows up the and just he, saves the day. He officially yeah. joins the team. Yeah, yeah. He's officially like, all right, all right, I'm here. Fine. I got it. Uh, it only took me getting my ass kicked in Atlantis, but I'm yeah. here. Um, and then a big moment, uh, the mother boxes call out the Steppenwolf. And Steppenwolf finally becomes aware that this is not some ordinary planet, but the one that kicked Darkseid's ass in the Age of Heroes. Because he's not aware of this yet. Um, and Earth is also home to the anti-life equation, yeah, uh, which man. like the infinity gauntlet in Marvel kind of gives anyone who wields it control of people and the universe. The way that they try to describe the anti-life just, equation yeah, in this from the comics, oh, they just drop it in there. Like, yeah. just like it's like here's the Wikipedia page. It's like yeah, it's another <laughs> thing. It's like here is another thing that's easily yeah. the focus of its yeah. own movie. Have you had enough? Yeah, here's the like, life equation, by the way. Like, yeah, those other movies they just have one ring to rule them all. Where yeah. we're gonna have ten. It's great. It's like, anyway, oh, man, yeah. Uh, I was and, at that and point. We, I was like, yeah, we, why not? Why not? That's uh, yeah, no, I was like, bring yeah, it. I was like, bring what's it. next? Injustice? And I was like, obviously, yes. Obviously, okay, we're yes. doing that too. Flashpoint? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like, oh, look, it's Bat, like, don't worry. Batmite is here to make Batman's life hell. Yeah, yes. it's like Batmite, Crypto, <laughs> Mixopidolic. Let's throw them all in. So anyway. Seriously, why the, uh, why the fuck not? <laughs> so... Hey everybody, it's Dark Side. So he comes through on the lava phone. That's an actual <laughs> line. That was an actual quote from the movie. That's the side. Dark Side turns over is like, we gotta replace him. Yeah. Is that so seriously anyway, how I'm being announced? So he's on the lava phone, uh, and he basically tells Steppenwolf, you better take over this world, or like it's over for us. Like right. you and me. We're done. If you don't take this world over for me, it's I'm over. Darkseid's like, what yeah, yeah. us? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> when, did, when did we become an us? Answer is never. Okay. Steppenwolf is just looking at it with his adorable, yeah. beautiful, like, his bug, his buggy eyes. Yeah. There is no us. <laughs> it's only you, adorable. Captain adorable. Bone Crown. <laughs> so anyway... So next up, a lovely scene between Martha Kent and Lois Lane, yeah. uh, who have spent the whole movie being sad, as we've talked a lot about, um, but and rightfully so. Um, this is a great scene until it's kind of weird. Until it's like, I wouldn't say, ruined is the wrong word. It's a very intimate yeah. uh, scene between these two women who are absolutely wonderful. And then, Matt, I don't want to, I don't want to. Step no, on please your toes, go. Tell us. But then tell us. Yep. they have this wonderful scene between the two of them where they're talking about the loss that they've shared. They've lost Clark. They've lost this man whom they both love very much and understand more than anyone else as both the mother and and the fiance. And then we learn that it was actually the entire time, instead of it being Martha Kent who was visiting Lois, it was actually Jean Jones, aka Martian yes. Manhunter. Using yes. his his uh, his shape shifting skills to pretend to be right, Martha Kent. <laughs> right, right. So, and, and he wanted to like 
bring Lois back into the game somehow? I mean, I guess the idea for- is that, like, he... Jean Jones being a very uh, wise character, I understood it as him like knowing that she yeah. is going to be needed to step up, maybe yeah, to so, like yeah. be the person to bring Clark back into himself. Which I could have a long commentary about that, but uh, we're not going to get into that right now. But it's it's interesting to me. It would have yeah. it would have um, I think it would have resonated more with me if it had been Jean. If we want to use Jean desperately in this movie, have him go to Martha and say, I know this about your son. Uh, I would appreciate it if you would go to either you could be the one to bring him back or you could also go to uh, to his fiance. Like there's there's a disconnect. Yeah. Like imagine if General Swanick uh, like just showed up to talk to Martha Kent and then to get Martha Kent to come around was like, I'm Martian Manhunter. I know Superman. Right. Like, you know, I could have done it a little differently. I don't know. I, I yeah. mean, the thing is, it's it's a it's an incredible scene with the two yeah. of them. It is. It's it's and which is so it was so much better than us. It was completely replaced with something with something completely else for 2017. Mm-hmm. This is a beautiful moment with the two of them just about grief and everything else. And I like that the whole theme of it is, well, the world needs Lois Lane, too. It's she's not working. She's not back at the planet. And I don't think for me, it doesn't have anything, whether Superman's alive or dead or anything. Lois Lane is important and she's an important character and she's an important force in the world. She's the greatest journalist there is. Whether Superman's alive or dead, Lois Lane is important and the world needs Lois Lane. So it's trying to, I think whether, and whether that's Martha saying or John Jones or anybody, this world is better with her. At, at back to work it's like it's it's time yeah yeah and yeah. but then it has the reveal that reveal which i didn't see coming so he's he's not only is he Marshall manhart but he's harry lennox as swanwick right. who we've seen in two movies now so my question was now has he from man of steel on has swanwick always been martian manhunter he has to be because what would he have done he was taken the real swanwick's place what the, then did he do with og swanwick I honestly, this was the one part of this movie that like had me exclaiming, like I I screamed, like I I there was a Caitlin yeah. scream moment where I was just like, yes, <laughs> yeah. John wow, Jones, a mind blown, yes, would you say? a mind blown. Because I, I love I love Martian Manhunter. I think it's he's one mm-hmm. of the most fascinating characters in DC canon. Yeah, he's great. He's absolutely great. And I, I absolutely ugh. love Harry Lennox. Yeah. As yeah. a, as an actor, and I and I like and he's uh, it's a fine part Swanwick, but he's like another government guy. And now looking at it, he's kind of fascinating now. And so the idea of him as the human form of Martian Manhunter, oh my, oh lord! Well, That's- and watching Man of Steel now, and knowing that he's Martian Manhunter, and like he's just protecting Earth, right? and yeah. like he's like, and all his animosity towards Clark makes sense now. Because he's like, listen, I'm a Martian. I know like what's going on here. Like, I know what you you're, are. You're- I know you're you pretending are. Yeah. to not be yeah. something yeah. that you are. Yeah. Right. Exactly. In, in my, yeah. in my head canon, he's Swanwick is always John yes. Jones the whole time. Me too. But the thing I wonder is when Snyder decided to do that. And but, we'll never uh, know. Probably after the, uh, the, the, the $70 it's, million it's, dollar job. Yeah. <laughs> well, he wanted, um, and Caitlin and I were. I could pay for it. Okay. Caitlin yeah. and I were talking about yeah. it. He wanted John Stewart Green Lantern and WB said yes. no. Yeah. They like, said well, no because they have their own plans. Well, why? But. It's like you can have your plans. I can have my plans. Why can't yeah. you have a multiverse? Why yeah. can't right, right? You know, yeah. It's I a shame that, 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 that maybe they couldn't do that. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Anyway, moving on. Next up, part five: All the King's Horses. 
clocking in at 30 minutes. Batman invites his new f- super friends over for uh, playtime in the in the bat adjacent cave. Um, and we get more talk about the jet. Uh, Z- this is where Cyborg says, I wants to fly. And now we know, thanks to Caitlin, Bruce wants to fly. So now it makes sense I mean, to me we now. we all do, don't um, we? love a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, we all do. We all do. You know who else flies in DCU? Superman. Is that a parallel? A lot of fly. Yeah, he makes a lot his of finally fly. makes his amends to yeah. Superman. Then he can fly. Is that part of it? Sure. You brought it yeah, up, maybe, and now maybe, I'm maybe, thinking maybe, maybe we'll... there's something to your cockamamie thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Anyway, well, I'm um, so happy the, I'm the here. T- <laughs> the team pretty much gets to know each other uh, in this scene, and we get lots of more uh, exposition on the history of the mother boxes. Uh, uh, Vic Vic tells the story about his father and how he pretty much is a mother box and. And Aquaman's like, maybe, maybe you're the bad guy. All that stuff goes down. But basically what Vic explains to the team is that the mother box is a change machine, just like the title of this part. And the mother box can basically recreate matter. So the team now with this new knowledge figures out, oh man, like, let's just throw a mother box as Superman and we can bring Superman right. back. I like how they, you guys yeah. remember Superman. We're two hours into the movie, and now there's <laughs> Superman. What's that whole thing about yeah, turning smoke back into? It's, it's actually a, yes, it's, yeah. It's a, a house a cool, burns down and turns the smoke, and but the smoke is still the house. Yeah. You know, what if you could take the smoke Matt, and it's like, like there's an axe it. a, 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 a year no, after no, we're not, we're not doing the we're there's not, a ship. We're going to take the, the wood. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're, is it still the same axe? We're not doing the vision thing. It's still the same mother box. Yes. Caitlin, fu- so, Caitlin qu- no, question for you, Matt though. Matt is the host here, Brian. What if, shut what up. If, yeah, thank you, Caitlin. What if we did, though? Brian, shut up. Matt is the host. Ew. Ew. Okay, fair enough. Warranted, but still. Still hurts. So anyway, uh, so now they all decide, like, we're going to go save Superman. We're going to save Superman with, with the mother box. Caitlin Bush, is this a good plan? No. Oh, it's not. Uh, I, I never, <laughs> like, very simply, no. More nuanced. Yes. Like, yeah, sure. I love, like, rebirth of Superman. Superman as a Jesus figure within comics is absolutely fascinating to me. I love it. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's the one character that I see in most uh, modern narratives as being, like, uh, not rolling my eyes as like a Jesus yeah. figure kind of thing because it makes yeah. sense. Well, it's funny you say that because what bothers me about this, because like I said in the beginning of the show, like I fell in love with Superman over the death of Superman yeah. story arc and they bring him back to life in a very different way in the yes. comic books. Um, and without getting too much into it, but like he comes back to life amid four other imposter Superman, one of which is really a Kryptonian like killer robot yes. that is dispatched to protect like Earth while Superman regenerates it's so complicated it's it's a very complicated storyline but it doesn't get into that like he's a rebirth like religious figure right you know, meanwhile sort of this yeah. is like movies have always made superman way more of a like a, right. a jesus narrative for this stuff exactly which has yeah. its own power but i like it more in this version than the 2017 version but yes. i'm just like y'all really are just at your last like this is your last stand here isn't it like this is y'all are dropping a mother box into a Kryptonian birthing chamber <laughs> right. and hoping that you can bring a man back from the dead. Exactly. That's what you're doing. Exactly. And you're using the speed force on top of that to do it. So, yeah. So, so the plan works though. Yeah. So um, they drop the mother box into the Kryptonian goo, uh, which they have now placed Superman in uh, flash runs real fast. And you, you see that speed force at work because he's late 
but then he runs faster and, and he kind he of reverses time a little bit. story says he has a rule that he doesn't break. It's like, yeah, but he breaks happen. the rule. I, and, I, and I love this sequence that happens next. So I, I, this is one of those things I was, I was pleasantly surprised that was, was mostly Snyder, yeah. but it's the scene where Superman is now back to life. He's a little confused and he's got a face off against the justice league. And I just love these moments. Yeah. Pin all the superheroes against each other, because that's the only time when, when you're watching these movies, like, you know, the power set of like, a Thanos or a villain or whatever, but but you really understand and have so many different ideas in your head about how like superheroes can use their powers, right. you know? And it's just, I don't know, it's so much more interesting to see like the main superheroes fight each other because like you could really like stack them right. up in a well, way. Well, it gets into the fandom really like, like who would villains. win, Batman or Superman? Who would win, Superman yeah. or Wonder Woman? Like, it's that. I like it here where it's in this, it's all in DC characters because when you cross, it's yes. like, well, could this beat someone else from a completely right, different right, right, universe? Right. That's where it's like, it's completely different worlds. That's that's always silly to me. But here, yeah. I, I like it. And it's like, well, that's also before the big battle. Let's get a look at everyone's skill sets and see what everyone's yep. aware of. So we, by the, we know what they can, a little, mostly what they can do by the time yeah. they face down the big bad. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So so now, like, the, the Justice League, they're pairing off against each other. I, I love that, the moment with... Uh, the Flash running real fast and Superman catching his eye was a Snyder yeah. thing. Yeah. I loved that. I loved that. That was like, that's so funny. I think that like, it actually real quick, the funny moments in here are all deserved. Like yeah. there's not a lot of funny moments in Snyder cut, but I laughed at every single moment that I think was intended to be funny. Yes. Um, it's because it's, a, it's, not, it, a, it's not a quippy, like, hey, hey, yeah. Tony Stark funny. Right. It's like, it's a, it's a very purposeful, like, oh, isn't that ironic? Like. Lord. Yeah, yeah. Well, even like, and at the end of the scene, like, like Flash and uh, and and Aquaman are kind of like beaten up on, like, you know, yeah. like basically thrown into to, to the steps, and, they're just and like, they have uh, that, like, that moment together. Yeah, like, uh, I'm so sorry. Super fun scene. Uh, everybody beats up on each other. Clark sees Batman. He's about to tear Batman apart, and then who shows up on the scene? Lois, Lois Lane is there. Yeah. Um, also in the scene, we should acknowledge we finally see that that footage that we've always saw in the uh, the trailer for the theatrical version of Cyborg jumping in front of that car. You should probably move. But so anyway, Clark uh, sees Lois. He takes off. We don't really ever. This one kind of bothers me. We don't ever hear the team really ask like where he went. You know, like they kind of bring him back to life. Right. And doesn't he? He takes her with him. Yeah. Yeah. They fly like away. they fly away together. And yeah, that's yeah. that's a fair like they're like they never are like, OK, well, I guess he's gone now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, they, and then later they don't like that. Nobody says like, hey, should we call Lois? Like, just see yeah, how Clark's doing. Right. But they kind of allow him to come back on his own speed. Which and fair. the world is in some danger. They're probably tired <laughs> they, of like, getting their their yeah. butts beaten yeah. by Superman. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, should we call yeah. him? It's like, how about we not? Because. My hand really hurts. He'll call and, us. You know, yes. That's, yeah, yeah, let's just let him do what he needs to do. Yeah. And let's just have faith, Alfred, faith yeah. that he'll show up. Yes, exactly, exactly. And and one thing, you know, there are just, this movie is so heavy in this. One thing we should also acknowledge is that right before Cyborg saves uh, or, or activates to bring Superman back to life, the Kryptonian ship sends him a vision of the future, right. which is that nightmare verse so like before he's like, no, don't do it. Cause he sees like everything going to hell. So we're going to get into this later, but like, you know, more strings of that nightmare verse uh, of bringing Superman back to life and him being yeah. ultimately what destroys the planet. But we'll get to yeah. that, um, you know, cause there's a lot to do here. Um, back in the Kryptonian ship, Silas retrieves the mother box and tries to destroy it. In a selfless act of bravery, Silas kills himself trying to destroy the box, but it's a bigger plan than that. In doing what he did, he has marked the box 
Um, so now the team can find them. So basically, he tries to overheat the box, and by killing himself, he sends a message to the Justice League that like the boxes have heat signatures, and if you look for this heat signature, you can find it. So yeah. so basically, through his death, he gives uh, the Justice League the keys, uh, you know, to 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 end this. And um, Cyborg has an awesome scene to end Chapter Five or Part Five, where he says, "Let's go find the son of a bitch." Cyborg, classic stuff. Cyborg. Part six, something darker. 45 minute length. Um, but my notes are not as not as uh, heavy as the other parts um, because there's a lot of action uh, in these scenes. So we open back up on the Kent farm. Um, uh, Lois and Clark are there. Are they trespassing? Because I'm pretty sure that was foreclosed on. Right, it's owned and by the bank Clark's now. clothes are still there. There's this, the scene <laughs> left of, Clark's of Superman snapping the necks of about 10 bankers. They just cut that. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't make it. That's that's in the uh, the, the the gray version. Yeah. Um, anyway, Lois brings Clark back uh, back from uh, the dead, essentially, like with her love. Um, so he's Clark again. Like he takes him to the corn. Everything's great. Um, Clark goes off to Alfred and and is like, well, first he goes to the Fortress of Solitude, Kryptonian ship. I don't know where he went. Gets his black Gets his suit. New it's Black that's suit. the thing that in the DCU there's there is no Fortress of Solitude. I kept waiting for the Kryptonian yeah. ship to stop to being be a the, science yeah. lab and him to fly right. off and put it in the ice and say it's Fortress right. of Solitude now. I thought it was genius in Man of Steel that the Fortress of Solitude was the. That's Kryptonian what I ship. thought. That's yeah, ge- and yeah, I'm like, that's so what I, I I was hoping in this they do that. It's the one thing with him yeah. that I'm missing. I do love the Fortress of Solitude. But see now, and real quick on the black suit too. Going back to the Death of Superman yeah. storyline, one thing I love about the original black suit is that like it was like a regeneration suit. It's like, meant to like, help you know, him it's be meant to heal. strengthened. Yeah, from because it absorbs more sun. More but it's, a, it's a battle suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's exactly. just what I picked up from it. It's it's and and I I really I like that they did that. I think it's Well, and, and that that goes back to your point of there's a lot of of parts in this that you're going to pick up on. It's not as explained as much. If you are a comics fan, if you know the lore, you're yeah. going to enjoy this more. It's not explained that oh, the black suit helps him absorb stuff and heal more quickly. It's just like yeah. oh, he's wearing a black suit. Now. You know, that's totally lost in you. If you don't know any of that, then it's just like, oh, I just, he's emo just, now. I like the black suit. He's emo. I, I, I've been dead, so I gotta Now he listens to the Black Parade. Like, it's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, great song. Great song. Yeah, in, yeah. in which case, you're, if it's like, oh, well, it's because of this, or is he's just emo, it's like, it probably works either way. Cool. Does it come in black? Uh, so anyway, so the Just League are now going off uh, to to have the final confrontation with Steppenwolf. The ship works. They're on the ship and they're all excited. Alfred's like, come see something, everybody. Come outside. The ship works. The super friends are the, here. <laughs> they're super friends. Bruce turns to the, the cyborg is like, I, I believe in you too or something. Says yeah. something nice. I don't know. Um, yeah, is that, uh, Bruce is says that a direct line from the movie? Yeah, this is <laughs> direct line from the movie. Hey, it's a long movie. I believe in you too. I didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I know You could fly too, yes, cyborg. Did. Something yeah. like that. So anyway, uh, but they're very excited. They get on, on the jet and they fly to the-, the, the uh, Chernobyl-esque. The, the Chernobyl-esque nuclear wasteland that is uh, the paradise of beautiful, gorgeous- Beautiful baby. Apocalypse. Delicious bug. Toxic yeah. Our delicious bug boy. So the team goes in the battle. Lots more fun here. Just overall better than the theatrical, I think. You know, you, we lost that weed in red sky. It's kind of the color's all better. Uh, the action's better. Superman shows up, eventually saves the day. Yep. Uh, not in necessarily a, saves the day, In a very day, different he, way. And, and also very different the way. line where he's like, not impressed. I love that. He, he whips his butt. 
in like right quick, doesn't he? Well, he does. And what what was really great about the the Snyder version is that in the theatrical cut, it's really Superman shows up and then nobody else has anything to do. Right. Like they yeah. send Superman off to save civilians just for the pure sake of getting him off the table. Yeah. So like then then Wonder Woman and and Batman have a, a reason to do. He's much more interesting and useful the way he's used here yeah. because he's not like the the he's not the end all. He's not the savior. Yeah, he's not the savior. He's he's really just like the supporting player that they needed. Yeah. And then it becomes, it becomes uh cyborg still being the savior. Yeah, and still then cyborg. Right. Saying, exactly. Superman. And Flash. Exactly. And then them saying, yeah. Superman, come help me now. Like them exactly. being in charge. But you have these two characters between like cyborg and Flash that are growing into their, they're trying to be heroes. They're both getting messages from both of their fathers to be better than themselves. And it's those two guys that really end up being the ones that, that save the day. Yeah. With supporting help from Batman, just laser shooting everything from and far Wonder away. Woman like hitting him with her uh, yeah, shield yeah. constantly. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. it's I love that it's they got rid of Steppenwolf, but that's not the big problem. The thing is, to do, they yeah. have to disrupt the unity, and that needs Cyborg. Right. But exactly. he's too a late. cyborg with like so, m- the mildest, mildest help from Superman, unlike the right. the theatrical cut. And, and you have yeah. so you not only then have the Flash turning time back, which is mm-hmm. a me- an insanely cool sequence. But yes. then you have the for me that takes it is is the ultimate okay cyborg has a chance to do it and you know the temptation it's like you can have your family back you can have your life back all those lies or whatever and the li- the line of the movie which I've been turning over ever since is I'm not broken and I'm not alone and that's his yep. journey and yep. and no exactly. no more unity he ends up exactly. being the savior and that's that's yep. the whole journey and I'm like well that there's an arc for you for both, that's it. I mean, this movie has an arc. Whereas in the yeah, other they version, all, everybody, it's like well, okay. Instead of the, all right, instead of that great <laughs> yeah. him uh, turning back time and breaking his rule about time or whatever, how about we have him uh, push a truck full of Russians? It's the same thing. <laughs> it's just as good, right? Barry Barry no. hates brunch. No, yeah, he hates uh, brunch. We got this. No, no, it's, it's gold. You know, he has this. And why don't we put Steve Urkel in the truck? So he's saving him. No, but I mean, this is. Anyway. But then there's there's this, and this is between the two of them. That's that's the the brilliance of the end of this. Yeah. No, it really is. So so anyway, so all of this happens. It's amazing. Uh, Superman like just like cuts off Steppenwolf's ear bones or whatever it is. Yeah, like yeah, bones, yeah, bone bone yeah. crown ear. Yeah, they kick his ass. Yeah. They literally the portal opens up and Darkseid's about to come through and talk to them. They're all looking and they're like, "Don't you no. come here?" Yeah. That's after yeah. that's after Diana <laughs> chops Steppenwolf's head well, fully say, off. This moment sends awesome. it. Yeah. Yes, you watch about a moment in a theater that probably would have been awesome. Diana chopping off Steppenwolf's head and sending it back to Darkseid would have gotten Mwah. a pretty big chef's Mwah. kiss. Mwah. Yeah, exactly. Mwah. <laughs> Beautiful. Here's your son. Yeah. So basically they're like, don't, don't ever come here. Dark side. We're going to, we're here now. Don't mess with us. Dark side does the like, we'll do it the old way. You know, his retort is, well, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to come here. <laughs> Anti-life when, uh, equation. I'm, 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 com- I'm coming. I think he literally says, may we all meet in Spaceballs too. the search <laughs> for more money. <laughs> turns to the screen and goes, I don't says. know if I'll be back. Warner brothers. Will I? Yeah. Maybe you guys should watch the gray version. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you get the the big superhero pose at the end. Everybody's great. Then you kind of go like you very quickly go through everybody's, you know, where they are now yeah. in the in in the in in the aftermath of everything. But everybody's in good shape. You know, uh, 
I mean, I guess without Cyborg, Cyborg's a little sad as his dad's gone. He's listening to another recording of his dad that, and his dad's yeah. kind of narrating the ending. Beautiful. Just the beautiful. Ending narration comes from circle. Joe Morton is, is, br- is, uh, is incredible and it's really gives yeah, this brilliant. a feeling that it, that yep. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, no, totally. Um, you get this great moment where, uh, we're back at star labs or the Kryptonian ship. And, uh, this character that has been in the movie the whole time, but hasn't revealed to what his name is. It ends up being Ryan Choi, who is the Adam yeah. is a version of the Adam. So it's another deep cut, uh, a DC, um, thing right there. Uh, Ryan Choi, that character created by Gail Simone, uh, which is very interesting. Um, then Bruce and Diana, they want to build the hall of justice. Superman is still wearing the black suit. Barry gets a job in a crime lab. Yeah. Like we said before, very, very excited for him. Bruce buys back the Kent farm. Uh, Batman has a tank. There's just a shot of Batman well, on a gigantic, the, tank. the dark Knight returns yeah. tank. Right. Yeah. So what, Okay, tank. in that in that comic, he has a big tank. But like, he yeah, has but a why, tank. Now. Cool. Why? And why? Because uh, he yeah. can't. Well, it wanted the drive. Yeah. It exactly. wanted the drive. There's your the answer. You're literally drive. speaking for me. You just answered your own question. <laughs> so, there you go. So thank you. So anyway, that is uh, <clears throat> that is the the prologue and the six parts. So now we and are then, finally then, at the finish. And line. then, and then, and not then. so then. fast. The epilogue titled A Father Twice Over, 20 minutes in length. And this is crazy. So now we jump to the Nightmareverse, which we've, we've talked a little bit about here and there oh. throughout the, the podcast today. But the Nightmareverse, again, going back to BVS, there's this whole sequence where Bruce is visited by uh, the Flash, uh, apparently from the future using the Speed Force, comes to Bruce in the Batcave and warns him and says, Lois Lane is the key. So in this movie, you're led to believe that the Lois Lane is the key because she's the one that kind of brings Superman back from his whatever yeah. weird death thing that he was going through, helps save the day, everything's great. But what the nightmare alludes to is that Flash's warning is really something more darker and sinister that leads to a uh, more terrible future. An alternate for our universe heroes. kind of. Well, it's thing. An alternate it's universe. something that it's it's the it's a spin on the injustice story, whereas yeah. you know Joker tricks. Superman into destroying Metropolis and Lois dies in the process. But here it's, right. we're led to think it was because of dark side and parademons and that Lois dies. There's a shot of burnt up Lois being cradled by Clark, which is a reuse almost of a shot because he didn't have Cavill and resh- for reshoot. So mm-hmm. that was, it's a, if you look, it's a side by side reuse of something from Man of and Steel. And it's an it's Elseworlds cool. storyline yeah. kind of thing. And, and it's, so yep. it's now it's, you have, um, it's evil Superman in this world of parademons and everything else. And you have Batman and his trench coat look with, um, well, who's left and you see Diana right. on the pyre. She's dead. Aquaman's yeah. dead. So it's who, who's the roster. Man? Well, you, the, the lineup you have here, uh, is Batman flash cyborg Deathstroke, who, you know, actually we forgot to mention. We that see the Lex in this Luthor. Epilogue, Yes, Lex Luthor has escaped from prison. He's on his big super yacht. Deathstroke comes on a little little rowboat, you know, rides up yep. there. And then they talk about, uh, Lex tells Deathstroke that uh, Batman is Bruce Wayne. They pretty much decide to start the Injustice League right, right well, now. Well, no, it's actually, they, they don't. They don't because he, that's that's from the Whedon version. It's like, isn't it time we had a League of Our Own? That's oh, gone. yeah, they cut that that's line. But gone. yeah, but, the, but yeah, all they say yeah. is, well, Intended. I want you to do something for me. And it's, well, it's it's Bruce Wayne is is 
is Batman is Bruce Wayne setting right. up uh, a Ben Affleck Deathstroke movie that we'll probably never see. Yeah, and they just and then they pop a bottle of Crystal and they get all like you yeah. know crazy on the on the yacht. Eyes and legs. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so back to the nightmare. So Batman, Flash, Cyborg, Deathstroke, Mera, and the big shocker, Joker. Yeah. Like we we all kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, of Jared Leto's Joker. I didn't know it was coming like you know? this. Yeah, but so so um basically you know th- th- this scene is a glimpse that like all the heroes you know are are in really dire straits. Superman has is evil. Um, we now know because Zack Snyder has revealed his intentions for future Justice Leagues. But man, uh, I don't want to get too much into it because you There's know chances so are we're not going to see much. it. We might not see it. There's so much. I, I I invite you all to go online and and read the interviews with him to get more of the backstory. But essentially, what what his idea was, it's very messy. I guess what what the plans that Snyder had and, and how his plans were derailed by you know what happened here and you know what he was forced to put, put together with this this Snyder cut. But he has gone on the record saying that he had original intentions for. Uh, this storyline where it would have seen Bruce Wayne falling in love with Lois Lane and then them getting an argument and something Bruce does, uh, you know, he fails in the sense that he allows Lois to get killed yeah. and Lois death uh, turns Superman crazy. And through the anti-life equation, dark side takes over Superman and then Superman becomes a pawn of dark side and like weighs lace, uh, weighs uh, waste, uh, to the earth. Yeah. Uh, and basically, and then we get the nightmare, nightmare verse. verse. Yeah. We get the nightmare verse. Right. So, so when we pick up here in this epilogue, we don't necessarily know that's exactly what happened, but if you want to kind of piece together, you know, uh, things that Zack Snyder has said that could have potentially led to this epilogue, you know, it's, it's definitely up for you to interpret as you see fit, yeah. but Superman's evil. He's very angry. Batman's carrying a lot of weight, but I'll say just going back to what you were talking about, Matt, is that I like everything about, those follow-ups except for Lois and Bruce being a thing. Yeah. I which, didn't like that if he either. was going to yep. do that, they would have done in this movie and he didn't do it. Cause that's the one smart thing WB did, which they said, don't do that. So thank, so they'd find another reason, another way for Bruce to screw up. Other than that, I like every, everything else. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah. But also I'm kind of tired of like, has Superman been through enough? You've got to kill him. He's got to turn evil. It's like, can you not find anything else interesting to do with Superman? Yeah, take his girl. That's that's yeah. the thing, Matt, is that, yeah, it's we've we've had one movie with Superman where he's introduced. Then we go right into him dying and now we go yeah. right into him resurrection. There's no just full movie of him just being Superman, well, which is well, why he was, dies. He's resurrected. Yeah, he turns evil like in his intended universe. I'd love it was like a man of crazy too. Give Henry Cavill his due as Superman. I'm begging yeah. you, please. Where he's just, where he's just yes. being Superman. Yeah, because, you know, we didn't do enough uh, Henry Cavill praising in this blue podcast. Boy Scout. We love Henry Cavill. Give me yeah. the big blue boy scout that yeah. I know that and, Henry Cavill can play. And more, yes, and more Caitlin, Ace yes. Reporter Lois Lane, more of Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White, more of The Planet, do The Fortress of Solitude. Do all that all stuff and do like someone like Metallo and and if and Eisenlex if you must and stuff like that. Just just a man of steel too. A yes. full yes. pack to the brim, super getting to know Superman, doing Superman stuff. You know, just yes. his own thing. Do that yep. for all of these characters. They've already they did yeah. it for Aquaman. If they can do it for Shazam, they can do it for Super they can do another one for Superman. Well, and it, and it, this was definitely Sarah are definitely an interesting approach to introducing a lot of characters at once. You need four hours to do it, as we've learned. You could do it 
you know, you could introduce multiple characters, but what, what we really learned is, you know, over time is that all these characters deserve more, more, yeah. more of their own uh, stories as Superman, especially yeah. out of all, out of everyone, a very underserved character in the DCU, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. And, I, yeah, and I don't buy that yeah. thing where it's like, well, we just don't know what to do with Superman. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, no, no, he's come on. Why, Comics why? have already figured out what to do with Superman for 80 yeah. years. Yeah. It exists. He's, he's, he's an immigrant reporter. Right. Like, you know, like, yeah. is that not timely right He's, now? He was created by yeah. Jewish men <laughs> yes, during yeah. like uh, in the mid 20th century. Like y'all come on. Yeah. Y'all I, I, I mean, oh, come well, on. on that, on that same line, I would, I would love just, just a movie where it's just Ben Affleck's Batman with just him doing Batman stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the Deathstroke Batman movie sounded very interesting. Um, that's another one you should go read up on if you don't know and, that. And then this, it's yeah. like with Affleck and Leto together, I'm like, I actually don't hate that now. I thought yeah. I would hate it and I didn't. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was enjoyable for except for that one line. Yeah. yeah. I know the uh, end. If you watch it, it was agree, just really jarring. But the rest of it, for because, yeah. yeah, there's no, yeah. but- uh, anyway. All right, well, well, listen, guys, we have uh, talked a lot about the Snyder Cut. There was a lot here. Um, there's probably a ton we missed, but let's really quickly go down the horn. What do we think about the Snyder Cut? Did we enjoy it? Did we have fun? Caitlin, Martian Manhunter Bush. I was not a person who I was not anti Snyder Cut. I just was like, why do we need this? We've already had we've already had something. We don't need to go into this a little bit more. And who ex- personally experienced a lot of the 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 negative sides of the internet about this, and and got some some pretty nasty hatred around me just being like, "Do we need this?" Question mark. I liked it a lot more than the 2017 one. Um, I I am afraid of the possibility of of people being. Uh, given four hour movies from now on. I, I, that's Mm -hmm. not, please, dear God, do not let that become the norm. (laughs) Uh, I wish that it could have been, even though this is not Zack Center style, I wish it could have been a series. Um, It was divided into chapters and I, I very much see this as a, maybe a four part extended special edition TV series on HBO max. That could have been very fun. And you could even gotten more, content out of it yeah but I, I overall i i i think i enjoyed it um okay. but after watching it within a four-hour period i think i was more just really ready to go to bed <laughs> i was yes. really ready to sleep afterward it's yeah. it's it it's is it's a long haul it does Zack snyder justice i think is the, yeah. the ultimate ah, i see what you did there yeah did him justice yeah. brian Silman. What did you think of the Snyder Cut? I I really, really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot more than I thought I was going to. And I think I may love it. I don't know. Yeah. This is this yeah. thing. I think I'm a little obsessed with it. Um, uh, Brian, I'm the same I way. Love that I hate, I, I can't, I, you said, you said the word. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't know if I wanted to say it, but I, uh, I'm like, do I love I this? I loved it too. I think I, I might. And the problem is not, it's like, and I don't mind a four hour movie. I'm like, yeah. Bring it on. Give me a four. So someone whose favorite movie is Return of the King extended cut. Yeah. I don't have any business saying something shouldn't be four hours or something. So I'm like, I'll bring a bottle to the cinema. It's like just, <laughs> you know, it's fine. But I it's I, I think the these characters and it doesn't have to be but four hours, but but certainly three for something for a team up like this, three hours, that's not 
so bad. It's like, and my thing is, why do you want less of this? And for me, it very much worked as I'm glad I watched it in one sitting with a couple bathroom breaks because it was that much of an experience. It was just, yeah. it's, it was, it was so far and above the, the, the POS that they put out in 2017. I can't even believe it. And, and the issue is now that I don't want to, like, I would like to go forward with, with this. It's like, this is an anomaly. But WB has yeah. said, this isn't going to be how things are going. They're going to go back to their thing. So I'm like, I don't know. I would like to see like the next one and the next one. Yeah. It's like, I would like more of this with these characters. And I think that's a wasted yeah. opportunity. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I think that it all depends on the reception, right? You know, if, if we didn't think this could happen and it happened. So yeah. like, you never say never with this stuff, but I, I totally agree with you, Brian. Like I, I loved it. I thought it was, it, it was, I think just it's, it's, it's a fascinating exploration of filmmaking. Cause now you have these two examples that put up against each other yeah. and, and really dissect, uh, creative choices. Um, so that, that's one thing I kind of really enjoyed about it. But at the end of the day, this is a huge love letter to DC fans. Yeah. And I think that they, they, they told a much better story. Every character had room to breathe. I had a smile ear to ear as I was watching it, you know, like so much fun, but it's, it's going to be, it's like, where do they go from here? It's they'll find, uh, I, I don't know. I just don't, this, uh, uh, this was, well, again, you'll say it's, we'll see how successful it is. At least the Snyder cut has now become restore the Snyder verse. Cause now that they, yes, if yes. they thought give them the four hours and this will satiate them and this will shut them up. No, it's had the reverse effect. Cause now they want exactly. this to be the DCEU. And quite frankly, so do I. I, I think if, especially if you were to do flashpoint, which everybody says is the next flash movie. And for those not familiar with flashpoint, we can't get into it. We don't have enough time yeah, in the world to talk a, about flashpoint, but deal. It's a big story, but basically it's about Flash going back in time and there's some repercussions from his his journey back in time. And that could very easily reset some pieces in the DC, DCEU, which would be interesting in light of this Snyder Cut because you could save characters, situations, plot lines. Like, I don't know. The future is bright. Uh, I hope. Maybe. For, for I, I, it's Maybe. like, that's know. who knows what they're going to say. All I know is- But there could I be can't... Snyderverse comic books, Snyderverse yeah. video games, Snyderverse animation. Like there's so many way, different ways to continue the story. It doesn't necessarily have to be live action. And that's like, his whole thing. It's like they have a metaverse. So why not? You can do your own things. You can yeah. do your separate And they've been doing it for decades, as we've said. Yeah, exactly. You, have your, yeah. you already have the Arrowverse that's still going strong. Why not also, you can have the DCU and then also have the Snyderverse. The thing is, yeah. the fa after this, the fa I'm confident that, that the fans will show up for a three-hour cut. You know, totally. they will. Uh, it's if, yep. But they will not show up for Studio Notes, the movie, for two-hour yes. two thing of that. That's what we learned at the end that of this was, long That's like today. if, you, yep. if you're going to insult us and apologize for liking for to us that we like this thing, we're not going to go for it. Yeah. You know, and and we'll show you with our wallets. They didn't care what the critics thought of that movie. They cared that it was a financial flop. Yes. So yeah. I'm sure HBO Max got some subscribers out of this. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Um, and with that, we'll leave it at that, guys. We made it. Four hours. <gasps> Four hours and two <laughs> minutes. Yeah, yeah, we did it. Well, worry not. I got the Bryfrost yeah. right here. Yeah. Are we ready get to get us back out of here? Get me out of Gotham. I'm oh ready my God. to go home. Get right. us out of here. Calm it down. smells here. And a quick releve. And, and yeah. While we go, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. So don't turn us off, even though if you do. And hold on to your butts. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Ooh. 
We're back. How's everybody feeling? Oh, oh, oh my God. head. My head. Yeah, well, we also Listen. just spent like hours talking in an alley. Yeah, so, it was fine though. It was yeah, raining. Yeah. I think my joints. I think my joints hurt like real that, bad. That that goes away. In the meantime, it's oh. time for some. That's right. Back to Star Wars. Heard of it? Oh, Star Wars. <laughs> I like Star Let's Wars. Let's really get back yeah. to our roots here. Um, time for some galactic points of interest. Good news has come to the citizens of Lothal. Comics for this week: new from Marvel, Doctor Afra number eight, the Engine Job, Old Wounds. Also new from mm. IDW, Star Wars Adventures. This is the second iteration of this 2020 mm. onward. There was the first one that's that has now finished. Now this is okay. the second um, iteration of Star Wars Adventures 2020 on. It is Star Wars Adventures number four. Cameos mm. all around in this one. Cameos. Oh, that's the thing I love <gasps> with this title. You never know who's yeah. going to pop in. So it's a lot yeah. of fun. Books. We have some book news. Something coming out of the upcoming Star Wars Visions series, one of the yeah. million shows that was announced. And this is the new creative takes on Star Wars told through anime, that show. Going cool. by a tweet from Del Rey, we could likely get some of that series this year, but it will also have a tie-in book inspired by one of the animated tales called Star Wars Visions Ronin, R-O-N-I-N, not as in the mm -hmm. accuser, as in the- As in the Marvel kind of, accuser. The, the classic kind of Ronan. Written by Emma Miko Kandon. It's not a novelization. Delray was clear on this. It's not a novelization. It's a wholly original novel. So that's going to be cool. Who knows what the heck that's going to be cool. about. And this whole project, the more they talk about this visions, I'm like, what is what is this even going to yeah, be? Yeah. This is going to be an outlier where it's on none of our radars, and then it, it's going to be awesome. In. Yeah, it feels totally. it feels very similar to me in the vein of of zany of like the Marvel What If, both the comics yes. and uh, the the upcoming Disney Plus series. Like it's yeah, that yeah. level of just. What is happening? It's kind of going to be yes. that thing where is it canon? Is it not? It's like, who cares? Is it cool? Is it fun? fun? You know, does it bring yep. out the emotions, a little of the emotion? Yeah, then then, then all good. But also coming out, there was more book news on September 7th of this year. There's going to be a book coming out called The Life Day Treasury, Holiday Stories <laughs> from a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Oh, man. And this will come from Kevin Scott and George Mann, Mann having been part of the team behind the excellent Myths and Fables, as well as Dark Legends. If you remember on the old show, I read a little bit from Dark Legends. Mm -hmm. Those yes. are a lot of fun. Writing, he wrote those tales with artist Grant Griffin doing artwork alongside. And guess who's back as the artist for this Life Day book? Grant Griffin. So not only do you got oh. Griffin, George Mann, you got Kevin Scott added into the mix here. Man, Life this Day is going to be so September seventh. This is yeah. going to make Life Day. There's only one way to put it, Matt. This year, Life Day is going to be hot, hot, hot. All right, now buckle up, buckaroos. Oh, Finger yeah. on the pulse. Woo, woo. Caitlin's Corner. Wait. I haven't had my muffin yet. Caitlin. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. This is my segment. I do the. Hello there, everyone. What? Wait, whoa. In the oh, galaxy okay. far, far away. Thank you for joining me in Caitlin's Corner. Oh, thanks, whoa, for, wait, thanks for having us, Caitlin. Yeah, it is a Caitlin's lovely. Corner. Day in the corner. Oh, uh, we is. we are back Wait in Starbender base. Uh, it's a little musty. It's a little gross. Uh, Matt has this is my whole bit. This is my whole Shut bit. Shut up, Matt. 
So we have <laughs> oh, all of This is our... what we do every week, Matt. Right. This is every every week. Yeah. So we, we have all of these jar jar tongue candies everywhere. Uh, they're getting a little sticky because of the humidity. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure how long this is going to be. Skippy has a few of them stuck to him. Uh, he's over in oh. the corner. He's gotten. He's a growing boy. He's very big. Yeah. Oh. You, you uh, could say he's in a wee bit of a state. And he's yeah. he's not happy about them. We keep having to like like uh, unstick the tongues. He doesn't eat them from him. He doesn't yeah. eat them. They're just stuck to yeah, him. Yeah. He's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm he's he's working through it. It's a process. So, uh, getting to the point. On this week's edition of Caitlin's Corner, uh, I, I thought that I would uh, stick to our, our DC theme that we have going yeah. on here. Obviously, we love Star Wars, but we're also going to talk all things DC. And uh, these two, Matt and Brian, both know that uh, my one of my greatest loves in all of the DC universe is just the idea of the Bat Family. Now, I didn't grow up reading Batman comics, but I, I did grow up with the the Robins and all of these different... Obviously, we were first introduced to Dick Grayson. My first uh, understanding of him was really through Teen Titans. Growing up, I also watched a lot of the first season of Young Justice. And then I dug a little bit more into the, uh, the, the Batman-verse in fandom. And the DC fandom is certain sections of it are very specific about how they view the Batman family, uh, mm-hmm. myself included. So <laughs> my, my favorite version of Batman always, and I feel robbed that to this day, I have not seen a version of this in a live action sense, is that Batman, if you look at his entire history, over 80 years of, of bullshit. He has adopted so many children. (laughs) He is a foster father and an adoptive father over so many times. He's got a lot of cars, a lot of kids. So many children. A lot of boats. Cars and and kids. And he puts and he like he adopts them as children. They all, especially the Robins, they all look they're dark haired, light eyed little yeah, he's got a type. He's got a he's got a type of child that he all because he's trying to rescue himself. I have a particular himself. type of child. You fit the bill. Because he's trying to rescue himself. Like he wants to fly. He, yeah, he wants, he to, wants fly. to fly. Easiest he way to fly is to have some kids. Bruce you can Bruce fly Wayne now too. wants to rescue his young self. Come fly and with so me. So he he rescues all of these these boys who eventually becomes Robins. There have been four Robins. This is Robin. Hi there. Robin. Well, hello. And finally, Robin. Sup. There are several Batgirls. There's a Batwoman. So I'm going to run down the entirety of the main cast of the Bat family. Yeah. All right. This, and all of the roles that they have taken on because I Love all of them so much, and it's a crime that we have not seen a live-action TV series of the Bat Family you, hanging really around love Wayne Manor. Mm-hmm. All four of the mm-hmm. Bat, all four of the Robins. I love all four of the Robins in different wow, ways okay. too. Yeah, there's, she's gonna get to there's it. There's one that I just don't like. I think I know who it is. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, it's it's not it's yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cross you. I wouldn't dare say you know 
Of course, of yeah, course, of course. Anyway, continue. It's Caitlin's anyway. corner. Who am I? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so we we of course begin with the the original Richard Grayson, aka Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson in the flesh. Nice to meet you, bro. I'm the new Robin. Uh, who is the original? Like when you think of Robin, he's the one who, like, he's the oh, original yeah. Robin. Like he's the one that we saw in the original uh, uh, series, the original Batman series. He's the one who is the first Robin. Uh, he is the the heart of gold, like the leader. He wants to please Batman every single day of his life. He's the eldest child, TM. Oh, yeah. And a he circus orig- performer. And he's original. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's he's my a favorite part of, thing about he's a, him. He's a part of the, the Flying Graysons. Uh, yeah. His family dies. Bruce Wayne takes him in when Bruce is like way too young to have a child and way too traumatized. Mm-hmm. And therefore, like puts all of his crap on top of this child who already has a ton of trauma. And then this child also ends up being a people pleaser anyway and mm. becomes this this very complicated, uh, often underserved version of Robin who eventually does become Nightwing once he moves away to Bloodhaven, becomes his own superhero. Eventually, uh, there's a period of time in which he does take over the Batman cowl. He takes mm-hmm. over being Batman for Bruce when Bruce like dies slash disappears for a period of time it's very that's right he fell like fell through time right after final and then someone's like he's yeah. like that's about right dick's like i yeah, need someone right. needs to be batman and dick's like well i'm a circus performer i'm really flippy but i guess i can pretend to be serious for two seconds yeah um yep. next up after dick grayson we have uh jason todd this is the dopest gig ever kicking asses being famous driving the batmobile he lets you drive the batmobile uh, Jason Todd. Jason Todd, who's one of the most tragic people. Yeah. He's he's. I love Jason Todd because I love an antihero, and I think he's the mm-hmm. ultimate antihero. This is one of your big obsessions. He's Jason one of my Todd. big obsessions because I think he's a fascinating, fascinating character. Yeah. Caitlin likes a broken man. I love that's a broken said. man in fiction. <laughs> I think it's that's, fascinating. That's, imp- that's important to add on. In fiction. In fiction. In, in fiction. fiction. Not in real life. No broken in men in real life. In fiction. Not here to fix broken men in real life, but I am here to enjoy their what suffering What if they just want to fly? <laughs> yeah, they just want to fly, Caitlin. They're born to fly. So... We 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 uh, have Jason Todd. Jason Todd, uh, his story's been changed around a couple of times in the comics. Uh, he actually, in the most recent iteration, he uh, was adopted by Batman after, as an orphan, he uh, jacked the the wheels off of the Batmobile, um, and <laughs> and Batman caught him, uh, yeah. and he was like painted Toddmobile, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like he was like Turdmobile, and Batman's like, you got moves, kid, like yeah. Come, come what, hang with me. What if they had named him, the Todd family had named, given him the first name Todd also? What if they were those mm. people? I'm not playing this Todd, game Todd, with you. Todd, Todd. Yeah, no. Okay, fair this enough. Game with you. Moving on. So, uh, over a complicated series of events, uh, Jason's a very complicated character. Uh, the Joker kills him. Um, Batman can't get, get to him in time. Kills him very brutally. And golly, our chum Batman does go through a sidekick or two. Over a period of time and kind of iffy in-universe logistics, uh, Jason comes back to life via yes. uh, the help of the Al Ghul clan. The Lazarus Pit. With the Lazarus Pit. The Lazarus Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and comes back to life, eventually uh, becomes the Red Hood. 
and mm-hmm. starts this this series of vengeance against Batman. Uh, tries to kill his predecessor, or his not his predecessor. His what's the 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 what, what, what follows the someone, one who right? took his place. His yeah. replacement is the yeah, term in the in the <laughs> comics. Uh, Dare you replace Jason Todd? Uh, Tim Drake, who yeah. at one point Tim Drake comes. Timmy Drake, yeah. who is his uh, a wonderful neurotic little hellion. Timmy D. Timmy D. And uh, <laughs> sure, and that's not a thing. No, <laughs> and no. Tim comes on because he notices that Batman is faltering and. Batman cannot do his job correctly without a Robin at his side. Uh, Batman is falling uh, to, apart. To which I'd say, I think he can, but Tim Drake wants in. I think, I I disagree. I think that Batman always, in my mind, needs that check. He needs that moral, that human empathy yeah, of the Robin. Pull him back from the, uh, he has, the abyss He has Alfred there. for that. But, um, not out in the field. That's why. You know? That's why. No, he, uh-uh. I, I'm always yeah. there on the other side. Of the I think, intercom. and that's why. That's why I always love. That's why I always. I. I want desperately need a Robin to be in live action in a. Besides the the George Clooney, mm-hmm. Batman. <laughs> you're saying you're, you're throwing. You're, right, you're you saying don't need that one. Yeah. You're saying f you, Chris O'Donnell. I don't want. I you. love oh, Chris, Chris O'Donnell. O'Donnell. I love Come Chris on. O'Donnell, but that Apparently is not an actual Robin. Yeah, that is not. Well, you also Robin. have you also have the Titans yeah. Nightwing, yeah. who full on says "f Batman" in his first episode. Hang out at a lot of biker bars, Bruce. Kidding to that. Yeah, yeah, you oh, got more. Okay, Caitlin's I'm, so, got I'm more. sorry. So, Caitlin's corner. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm excited. So Tim Drake comes on. He's Robin. He's Red Robin. At one point, Jason Tr- Todd tries to kill him. <laughs> It's, We're it's, all thinking. They got a lot of a lot of freaking complications here. Ultimately, we end up with the final Robin, Damian Wayne. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Brian, thank you. I knew this was gonna be. Yeah, he's not. Oh, good. I'm glad that's it's a Damian Wayne, Wayne is Brian. disliked by a lot of people. If you don't know, little he's a little. <laughs> he is a little. Yeah, yeah. He is a um, he is a he is a terminal crap bag. Yeah. Uh, Damian wow. Wayne, for those who don't know, is the only, as far as the Robins go, he is the only actual, like, biological son of Bruce Wayne. He right. is the and, biological and with, with son Talia of Al-Ghul, Talia Al Ghul, right? who yeah. is the, the son of Ra's Al Ghul. Who, and so Damian is both the heir to the demon and the heir to the Batman cowl, making him, at like 10 years old, one of the biggest dick bags on the planet. He is so entitled. He is. He's like, he once went to George R. R. Martin's house and held a gun to his head and said, write faster. Like, Damian Wayne is not a good person, um, but he's got a lot of trauma. uh, And honestly, Dick Grayson and Damian Wayne's relationship makes my heart go pitter potter because Dick is just like, how can I help you? You small, angry little person. (laughs) You can't. Yeah, and that's most of it. No, you can't. Yes, yeah. I can. Good point. And then you get, uh, <laughs> we're not even going to get, like, there's Batgirls. There's more than this, but, oh, you know, you goodness. got. Oh, you got I, lo- I love Barbara, Go- Barbara Gordon and Dick Grayson in love. That's the thing. Mm. Barbara mm-hmm. Gordon, Dick Grayson. Barbara Gordon, who is an amazing Batgirl, but I argue that I actually love her more as Oracle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Later on, you got uh, Cassie Kane, who. Cassie Kane. Also is Black Bat and Orphan. And she's an absolute badass. And then you get uh, Stephanie Brown. 
Stephanie Brown. Yeah, people love Stephanie Brown. And she's absolutely amazing. She was originally a spoiler, and she's the only character in DC Comics to be both Batgirl and Robin. Mm-hmm. She's very, very freaking cool. <laughs> yep. You got Batwoman, who's Kate Kane. You got yeah. two different Batwings, who are the Africa-based Batmans, who started yeah. with uh, David Zavimbe. And then you get to Luke Fox, who is the son of Lucius Fox. Lucius Fox, yeah. You got uh, uh, you're that's not even getting into kind of these these outer members who are just as important in the circle. You got you got Harper Rowe, uh, you got Carrie Kelly, you got Claire Clover and Calvin Rose, you got Terry McGinnis in the Batman Beyond series. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, even Clover? Get beyond. Yeah. I've never heard that. No, I've buried too many. No, Claire Clover. That family is huge. I have buried one huge. too many. Batmans. And that's not even mentioning the <laughs> animals like Bat Cow and Alfred oh, and Alfred yeah. the cat, who is who is <laughs> Damian Wayne's pet cat, who he named after Alfred the Butler. That's not cool, Dan. Yeah. Another reason why no. I don't like Damian. What are you making fun of Alfred? Damian get out of here. Yeah. Classic, classic, classic. Let's see him pull yeah, that when, in Battenson on Andy Circus's yeah. Alfred, and we'll so see what happens. This yeah. giant Wikipedia article of a section is really just me saying there is so much to the Bat family. A lot of this you actually get in the uh, in the Young Justice series that I will forever tell everyone who cares anything about DC to <laughs> to watch. Because you get all of these generations. You start out with a young Dick Grayson as Robin. And eventually, by season three, you actually are getting hints of a resurrected Jason Todd. You get to see Tim Drake, and you see a baby Damian Wayne on screen. And so you kind of get this buildup of these legends, of these characters, and these generations throughout. And I just think it's really great. And it makes me really happy. And the... The the levels at which the fandom around Batman appreciates uh, the Bat family, I think that the world is being robbed by there not being just like a TV, a live action TV series. You get Titans, which is an interesting take a little bit on, as you said, Dick Grayson saying, well, f- you, Batman, like, I'm not going to like deal with your issues anymore. Uh, Titans, while an entertaining as hell series, is not the best written series in the entire world. Yeah. But I'm I want someone with a deep, deep knowledge of the Bat Family to make a Bat Family TV or series that is all based in Wayne Manor. You can't <laughs> like, go yeah. outside of Wayne Manor yeah. and the and the and the <laughs> the the Bat Cave, and that's where all like of it. your action has to be based. I feel like well, I like it. it's it's like like who's left at the manor while like. A group will be out doing crime fighting. It's like you only get to see. Yep. And Alfred (laughs) is actually the main character in which all of them (laughs) circle around constantly because he's the actual father figure here. Anyway, this has been Caitlin's Corner. Thank you for joining us. Wow. What a great. Uh, That was the best episode of Caitlin's Corner ever. And wait a minute. Thank you. Is this a Bifrost thing? A Bifrost? What are you talking about? What do you mean? Like, like, you know, like. Well, if I said that might happen, it's your fault for touching it. I said the effect should only be momentary. But Caitlin, I do have I do have to ask. I did. You said that you'd indulge me in in the my favorite catchphrase from Young Justice. But I don't want to hear the sound effect. You said that you'd say it. Hello, Megan. 
Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to ask. And now I'll turn it over to the Jedi Master for our next segment. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And now it's time for Brian's Word of the Week. The Word of the Week is Autumn. Good job. Brian. She seems to be on top of things. All right. Yeah. Well, I ain't, ain't nothing weird happening with this show. Yeah. Nothing at all. Hello, show. And that's going to take oh. us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. Okay. A lot of people really want Cal Kestis in live action. They sure do. Not only do they want Cal Kestis, they really want BD1. And I think yeah. people are thinking that we're going to, you know what the opportunity is here to see a style of the BD-1 droid without it actually being BD-1. Yes, that's what they need to do. Like, they need to just introduce the droid. Yeah, yeah. I could yeah. see even as yeah. early as Bad Batch doing that. Here's a droid right. over cool. here. That's the BD-1 style. Kind of how you see more, in comics at least, you see more of the K2SO style. You gradually, once they introduce it. So I can see that definitely happening. But a lot, a lot of love for Cal Kestis. People are really loving the um, experience with the game. And a lot of people had very similar experiences to what we did. But some people are now inspired uh, inspired to play the actual game for the first time. Our yeah. friend yeah. Margaret, also known as the Magdalorian, wrote on Instagram. Nice. Still have not played this yet because I've been procrastinating buying a PS4 for several years. But you all finally <laughs> convinced me to do it, so I'll be starting today. Nice. Oh, there nice. you go. Curious as to what your journey is going to be, Margaret, and everyone else. Thank you for going on our journey with Cal Kestis and BD1, Sir Junda, and and the whole gang. A little Sork Tormo action, wow. right? Cool. Yeah. yeah. You're, Matt, you're <laughs> over it. You're just ready for this to be done. <laughs> I can't imagine it. why. With that, we're going to vanish <laughs> yeah. into the water while some ladies sing and smell our sweater. But join us next week, where we'll be celebrating the release of Gendy Tartakovsky's Clone Wars. General Kenobi, we are in position. I'm on my way. On Disney Woo! Plus by discussing yeah. the entire run of that show, both seasons. That's gonna yeah. be great. We're gonna be gonna we're be gonna short. be talking about Star Wars on this Star Wars podcast. Star Wars, we're back, baby. Heard of it? In the meantime, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Return of the Pod. You can also find us directly. Caitlin and Bush. You can be found where I can be found at at Caitlin M Bush. That is C A I T L I N M Bush, like the beard, not like the presidents. Matt Romano. You can be found where. You can find Zack Snyder's Matt Romano at at Matt Romano on Twitter, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. And I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S-S and Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take a chivy. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. This is the way we have spoken. Many boats, the Force will be with you always. Be the spark.